everyone. Welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season six, episode 15, Castaways. Here we are. We've all been waiting for it. (laughs) Written by Gina Fattore. Gina, girl, you fed us well this week. Man. Um, Directed by Greg Prange. Uh, This originally aired on February 19th, 2003. Mm. Um, The description from Wikipedia. Yeah, kind of a Valentine's Day episode, maybe. Yeah, but Um, like, (laughs) didn't the other one air on? It would have been like what the day before or something like that. So it's kind of oh like, downtown crossing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, downtown, downtown crossing, crossing. Was a Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> Still funny. Still funny. It's true. It's the, true. The best thing about that episode, actually. <laughs> um, okay. After agreeing to go to with Pacey to a business party and witnessing him flirt with another girl the whole night, Joey demands to be taken home. When Pacey stops at a local Kmart for condoms, they are accidentally locked inside the store over. Overnight. The two are forced to discuss their past and current relationship. They feel uncomfortable talking about sex with each other. They never discussed their past and they never had closure. In an intimate moment, Joey shaves off Pacey's goatee beard. Afterwards, Pacey goes in for a kiss, confirming when he confessed when she was drunk in the previous episode. As they bed down for the night and camping equipment, I love that term. It's so stupid. <laughs> Joey admits to a fantasy she had when they were they summered aboard the true love Mm. being castaways on an idyllic island living their love away from everyone they share a bittersweet kiss after her confession and they quietly leave when the store opens in the morning um okay my history is mysteries there's a lot this was like I think there was a week between the last episode and this episode and then there's like six weeks after this oh wow Um, so I'm just gonna do February um so millions of people worldwide in February 19th, 2003, millions of people worldwide, including yours truly, take part in a massive anti-war protests in anticipation of the United States and its allies invading Iraq to kill Saddam Hussein and his family and members of the government. I definitely was in San Francisco for that. Mm-hmm. Um, February 20th, the t- 2003, the station nightclub fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island claims the lives of 100 people. Oh I remember God. that. I remember that, that. was I didn't a remember big was that deal. many yeah. people. Oh my I forgot God. that it was that many people. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. Um, February 26, 2003, the war in Darfur begins after mm-hmm. rebel groups rise up against the Sudanese government. Mm-hmm. February and February 27th, 2003, Fred Rogers, host of the children's television show, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, dies of stomach cancer at the age of 74. R.I.P. That's a brutal cancer, too. Yeah, it is. Um, The number one movie in the country is Daredevil, um, starring one Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck, yeah. Jennifer Garner was at the soccer game I was at yesterday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she's an owner, no? Is she? I know Natalie Portman is, but Uh she uh, is Garner. She, um, I'm pretty sure I read that. I, at when I lived in London, um, I can't tell you how many times I rented Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like low-key obsessed with that movie. I think partially because like there was a great, 
there was an evanescent song that Jennifer Garner uh-huh. like works out to that I was just very obsessed with everything involving that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but I got to tell you, like homesickness does things to you that like you don't uh-huh. really realize it's going to do. Uh-huh. Um, and like I would get obsessed with certain things and just be like, I just need to watch this over and over again. And like, yeah, I just kind of let myself have it because I was like, <laughs> I haven't been home in months and months and months and months. And I don't, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so um, number one song is still All I Have by Jennifer Lopez featuring LL Cool J. Um, and then I went through February and listen, we're living in this week, in this episode, we were being well-fed in the music era of this. Mm-hmm. We're not being well-fed. It's very I bad. It. So I only I have one other song. Through it. <laughs> yeah. I only have one other song, which is that I think a week, this week or the week after debuting at number 82, we have Get Busy by Sean Paul. Um, <laughs> Which I definitely sometimes still dance to. Um, anyway, we were not doing great music-wise in February, mm-hmm, so we'll see mm-hmm. if March brings anything better. Um, but uh, welcome to Castaways, y'all. I Here know. we are. Been I would argue this is down the, the best. Weeks. Yeah, we've been so excited. I would argue this is the best episode of season six. That's not a finale episode, but oh, for sure. We can argue whether or not it's better than the finale later. Um, mm. It's it's my favorite episode of season six. Oh, for sure, so. for for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we gonna start start at this fancy dinner party. Yeah, it's like an elaborate dinner. It's like There's more than a dinner sculptures. party. It's like a. Yeah, I know. I literally was like ice sculptures, man. I wonder how much those cost. Should I have one of those at my wedding? <laughs> Remember, like around this time, like ice luges were really big, where everyone at a party stuck their mouth on the same piece of ice and had alcohol poured down their throats. Plastic bottle alcohol. Yes. Yeah. I feel like post COVID, that's like a real wow. We just were all doing that. that. We did that. We totally did. Yeah. There are a lot of candles here. Like it is, it was done. Yeah, it's like more like a banquet than a dinner party. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, we're we're like walking into this room or, you know, like the camera's going in this room and you're like, all right, what's happening? And then it kind of looks like a prom, you know? It does. Like Pacey and Joey are there all dressed up and you're like, what is going on? Okay. And like Joey looks miserable. People are like laughing at their table and like chatting. Uh-huh. And she looks like I'm so done with everything that's happening around me. Um, <laughs> Though she looks great. She might look she miserable, does. but she's in a dress that's amazing. And her a face full of makeup too. Yeah. 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 And she loses her shoe under the table and is making like a valiant effort to get it back. <laughs> With like her foot. It's so yeah. funny. And then like she goes, she like puts, tug, ducks her head under to grab the shoe and sees that the girl sitting next to Pacey on the other side has her hand in his lap. Yeah. Which, and then her reaction is like, honestly, surprising. She like totally is stunned and like her head butt, butts up against the table. <laughs> she smashes her head against the table. Yeah. yeah. And like Paisley turns away from this lady and looks at her like, what is happening right now? Why are you under the table? (laughs) And she's and Joey's like, well, why is that girl's hand in your lap? 
uh, <laughs> more importantly. And yeah. she's like, would you like me to include the whole table in this conversation? Because I'm pretty sure her date's not going to love that her hand is in your lap. And she's like, he's like, okay, like you made your point. Like we can, yeah. you know, we can go fine. And she's like, get that girl's number and let's get the fuck out of here. And if you don't, I'm going to like lean over and give you the tongue kissing of your life. Um, <laughs> and he's like, like, well, we that- get this like whole slapstick routine between the two of them. Sorry, go uh-huh. ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no, they're like definitely cra- like yucking it up and like, yeah. you know, I definitely know that Joey is a little bit judgmental like this, but it it was a little bit of a tough sell for me, you know, that she would care so much, but whatever. And then when she says she's going to kiss him, he's like, well, that would be weird for my sister to do that. And then she's like mad. You said I'm your sister. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She thinks I'm your sister. And then, yeah, she's like, if you don't like, basically, if you don't take me home, I'm going to, I'm going to kiss you with tongue in front of this woman who thinks I'm your sister. And that's not going to go over well, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) And Pacey's kind of like, well, you know, this is like a networking opportunity. She's like, yeah, I know. That's why I agreed to come. Um, And she, but she's kind of like, but it doesn't look like you're networking, whatever. Um, Well, she's like, we networked, like we did it. This is the, like, it does seem like this party is maybe coming to a bit of an end. mm -hmm. And she's like, we did the networking. I schmoozed. I was like, did what you asked me to do. And now I need to fucking leave. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay. <laughs> so he turns like, to the girl who's like, you know, kind of coming on to him and is like, oh, you know, like says that they're going to get going. And she, he's like, oh, my sister needs to leave. And she's like, yeah, I'm here with my brother too. And he's like, really? <laughs> that one made me laugh yeah she's like you you a charming adorable moron no she's not here with your brother her brother and she's like how about this because he's kind of like well could I get your number and she's like how about this you ditch your date I'll ditch my brother and like we meet back here an hour and like go fuck like basically and he's like what He's like, okay. <laughs> and, he, and he kind of like rushes Joey out of there. <laughs> right. Cause she like comes up from the table and goes to put her shoe on. And he's like, okay, let's go. And she's like, wait, 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 my shoe. Like she's like, it's in her hand. Um, and then she's like, what are you fucking rushing me? You have a hot date or something? And he's like, well, a beautiful woman just offered me sex with no strings. And she just goes, you're so cute when you're delusional. And we go right to the credits, which is like, what an opening. <laughs> what an opening for an episode like what the fuck I mean it's so like I feel like you're so off kilter like where you're just like wait what's happening well, like also because it left last episode with them kissing and him confessing that he wasn't over her you know right so to right. kind of be like back into this like possible date and then like a, you know and then being like them the writers leaning into the whole well Pacey's a slut he the only thing he cares about is sex thing you know with this other girl it is a little bit disorienting of like what is going on here <clears throat> no agreed and I think that like but I think that like I was trying to get back into the mindset of like before you knew what this episode was like yeah you know, in 2003 it's like what an opening because you're just like so thrown off by like everything that's happening that like mm-hmm. 
you know, Joey and Pacey are on this like kind of date. Like, yeah, they tell us like he she was doing it to be nice and yeah, he yeah. someone to come. And then like he's another girl is hitting on him in front of her. And it's like, you know, yet again, we're back to this like, does she not give a shit at all? Um, and it's it's such a like interesting place to be. I can't remember how if I felt jarred or not. Um, I remember like, I don't remember exactly where in this episode we realized that it was just going to be the, only two, the of them. two of them. Yeah. But I remember that like at a certain point us like looking at each other and being like, is this going to be just them? Like, holy uh-huh. shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think we knew going in. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely think that we would have felt like, oh, great season six, they're not going to talk about what happened in last episode. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> we're right. just gonna be this on point. this like weird journey or whatever you know yeah. although the previews definitely showed that it was gonna be like the two of them you know right but like they're so often not, previews not like only, only showed one storyline yeah right, exactly. no I agree but like we knew that maybe we we're gonna get some kind of like you know conclusion to what happened at the end of the last episode but you're kind of you jump right into it in a way in which like we keep saying, where you're like, did I miss an episode? Like, right. what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, you don't know, like, the, the fucking greatness that's coming. You're just kind of like, what's yeah. going on now? Um, yeah. And after the credits we go, they're in Pacey's car, and, like, it's they just have this great banter. I mean, what I yeah. love about this episode is they have so much room that, like, there's a lot of scenes that, like, don't really accomplish anything, but to remind you of how good they are when they're around each other. And mm-hmm. I think like this is because she's like, oh, what's happening to my butt right now? And basically yeah. like, it's a seat warmer. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they like they have this whole thing. And she's like, well, my butt thanks you for your like social climbing. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and then like he doesn't turn to get out of the suburbs. And she's like, where are we going? Like, get me the fuck out of here. I want to go home. Right. And they are going to make a pit stop and she's like no I need to go home because I have an entire book to read you know yeah and um, someone who majored in literature this tracks that she always has a whole book to read tracks definitely but we don't know that's her major but yeah I I agree but that's what he says he's like you always have a book to read so like whatever you know (laughs) and she's like well what do you need to get so bad and he's like oh laundry detergent and like I don't know it kind of made me sad like the way that like like and as it goes on the way in which like she's so judgmental of safe sex <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't think she's judgmental of safe sex i think she's judgmental that he picked up a girl while she was they were together and is mm. gonna go have sex with him but like i but you know i agree that she's like is that really what is you judgment. think it is that she's yeah. jealous that he picked up a girl while she was there i don't think she's jealous i think she's judging him Uh for doing it for like you can't even fucking wait one night or something like that like and I don't necessarily think it's you know I don't know like the Pacey as slut like trajectory of the show it's like sometimes I think if this was Jen that's what it would be but because it's a male like they're like no this is just what the boys do and I hate that narrative, but like, I kind of think that's mm-hmm. what the show where the show is like, they're oh, not I necessarily did feel like they were like, yeah, Pacey's a slut. Obviously he's going to be fucked up to Joey while they're on a date together. And of course oh. she's going to judge him for it. You know? Interesting. That's not what because, I thought, like, that's interesting. Because like there, if it was a sex positive thing, there wouldn't be judgment towards him, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. But like, 
but like I felt like the show isn't judging him but but aren't we supposed to be on but aren't we supposed to be on Joey's side about this I don't know I think that's a good mm-hmm. question. I it mm-hmm. didn't feel like like I feel like when the show has an opinion, they make it very well known. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like like Jen is a slut. Jen mm-hmm. is a slutty, slutty, slut, slut, and mm-hmm. you know, like we are opposed to Jen just having sex with Charlie, and or mm-hmm. we're opposed to Jen just having sex with Chris you know Chris Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like we're gonna not only judge her for it but punish her harshly for it mm-hmm. and like pacey it's like well he's just you know this i mean there's a beautiful woman here like you know making mm-hmm. a pass at him how could one say no and like i think that's really fucking offensive but it's not mm-hmm. offensive i think it's offensive in a way that like we were not sort of being fed as offensive at the time like do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um but anyway, I mean, I think mm-hmm. both both of those interpretations make sense. Um, so he's like she and she what I love about her is that she's like, I have known you forever and I've never once seen you do laundry. So I, I like, do not buy this. <laughs> it's like amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and so they park at the Kmart, but they park like super far away. And she's yeah. all, like annoyed about it. Like and they just like, bicker the whole time. It's I know. so great. Because the way and that he they admits bicker. that he paid for the house, Dawson's house to be fixed. So he paid for and like his car. Audrey, yeah. yeah. For Audrey's like misdeeds or whatever. And he's like, so I'm yeah. not leaving my car somewhere where those hooligans can like get at it, you know? And we see like two like the young boys like running around the parking lot, like crashing shopping carts everywhere. Which like 100% <laughs> tracks for like yeah. not in central Boston right like, yeah yeah. Totally. I was a kid who grew up not in a in a big city and like well we anywhere totally that's gonna have that. like something that has a parking like the lot like this isn't gonna be in a city exactly exactly yeah so yeah. so yeah like they they kind of they get into the store it's it's about to close so the door yeah well open she for them he asked her to wait into the car and she says she has to go to the bathroom so again these are the lines that we need of like just right. one line <laughs> like you right. know just one line and <laughs> so like when they get there the security guard sees the kids and like goes after them and they kind of sneak into the store mm-hmm. um and it's a kmart r.i.p kmart i know um, I spent a lot <laughs> Do of they time still in have those there are no more kmarts so. okay yeah. i don't think there are um, and they sort of split, you know, Joey goes to pee, Pacey goes to the condom aisle, which is what he's yeah. really there for. And then like this young employee <laughs> comes up and is like, Hey man, we're about to close. And then he like nods at Pacey, like, nice. Yeah. Condoms, eh? So funny. <laughs> so bizarre. Like the it's, way that's what I mean, the way the show is treat like treats condoms on the whole, like, you know, yeah. like we've had so many scenes like this that like oh, they yeah. make it like it's like embarrassing to buy condoms and that like it should be funny and I'm not saying that those things aren't true but I I feel like they're true it's embarrassing to buy condoms because media tells you it should be you know and then it becomes it's like irresponsible you know I agree I I agree with like deep thought about it I was like did we ever see I know we've seen him buy condoms but did, did we ever see him use a condom no I know no yeah yeah um but like 
right. They made it very explicit that Joey and Pacey used a condom. And they made it pretty explicit. And they've that made Jen it explicit with Jen. Yeah, exactly. But not mm-hmm. Jen and Dawson. Not Jen and Dawson. You're right. Mm-hmm. And not when but Dawson I, has a one night stand, you know? Right, right. Totally. And I also feel you like, I feel you on the like media narrative of like, it's embarrassing to buy condoms. And like, it's so interesting how like shame functions and like mm-hmm. how shame around that functions. Mm-hmm. And like, I, when you think about like, I don't know, as a, as a nearly 40 year old now, like, obviously I don't have a problem buying like sex related things. Um, mm-hmm. But like, but I feel like so much of, I don't know, like, I feel like in college, we did spend a lot of time like at kind of like porn stores. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many there are now, but like, I feel like that was where I really got used to being around like lube right. and dildos and like, you know, things where it's like you, it's like spending time in those places or like Hustler Hollywood. We always, we would go to a lot mm-hmm. here in LA and like spending time in those places, like kind of got you used to it. But like, yeah, I do remember feeling uncomfortable buying condoms when I was young like even tampons sometimes like Mm -hmm. I would be really like oh yeah I need this and now I mean obviously now it's like whatever yes I'm a woman or right there are plenty of people who aren't women who have periods but I have a period so I need this yeah um but anyway no that exactly that's the thing is that it's just like this it's this um cultural media narrative right and then it's like what like I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well and it's like I get it like we've I mean, actually I like seen scene. this scene we've seen this scene multiple times in Dawson's Creek in this show where the guy is at the condom aisle and he's a little bit doesn't know what to choose a little bit uncomfortable and then some clerk comes and makes it weird absolutely absolutely and I think like there's I think there's like a funny way to be like it like I am a person who like Pacey is a person who's had plenty of sex, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, for me, the fact that he doesn't just walk up, knows which one he wants and like leave is like a little bit unrealistic to me. Mm-hmm. Like by this point in his like sexual sort of journey that he doesn't have a condom that he uses, like that seems like. Yeah. But they're always in a different location in the aisle. And no, totally. But to like, st- I definitely feel like you have to stand there and decide which one, like where it is, which one you want or whatever the, the, where it is. But like, but my thing is like, you know, when Dawson does it, it's like, he's like, I don't know how to choose which mm-hmm. one to use because like, I have never done this before. So, and like, that's, I do think that that can be both like interesting and funny, like that you're mm-hmm. like, wait, there's all these choices. And now I'm sure there's even more choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Pacey, like he, and it's, it, it does read differently. So I guess I, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, this clerk comes up to him and then like, he like, Joey finds him as he's like sort of walking towards the counter and she's like, Good oh, I need out. you. Yeah. yeah. And he gets embarrassed, Pacey, and he puts the condoms in his pocket. And like, I don't know, again, like that kind of made me sad. Oh, I didn't read it as like, embarrassed. I, I read like, it as like, he doesn't want her to know that he's buying condoms because he's going to go fuck this girl after. He yeah, it, I guess just because of having that scene, you know, of yeah, the condom yeah. aisle, it's like a reiteration that there should be shame associated with buying condoms. 
right totally yeah so they go to the women's room like the women's room's closed so she needed him to like stand guard outside the men's room and he's mm-hmm. kind of like you like seriously you needed me for this like what I the know. Fuck? <laughs> which I, I mean I'm kind of glad he said that <laughs> yeah like I I mean I like under I kind of agree with him in a way on the other hand like I agree that he should have done it but it's like a weird thing where, yeah like, yeah totally <laughs> but of course you know. like yeah of course then they walk out and the store like all the lights start turning off in the store as they're like walking out of this bathroom <laughs> i mean which is just like that's the part where you like okay i'm gonna suspend my disbelief that like, i know <laughs> this store closes and everyone immediately leaves <laughs> they like, turn off all the lights there's no and they, counting of like register or anything no, <laughs> nobody has to like clean up or restock anything before they go home like okay fine uh, it's fine. tv so We're i'm gonna here. give it that uh, yeah, i'm giving it to it like it's fine it's not that joey was in the bathroom for 45 minutes or something like that yeah <laughs> totally fine. and like they don't ha- they don't have protocols where they have to check the bathrooms or right, clean right. them or anything right. sure don't no, think about no, it just nothing. go with it just go with it <laughs> so it's hard to overstate at this point how fun their back and forth is and becomes because yeah. like this first part where they start sniping at each other because of course they like run to the front door and are like let us out yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. and like you know they the, see the, the security guard get in his car and start to drive away and Pacey's like he's gonna see the car and Joey's like we're parked in the other end of the parking lot what the fuck <laughs> like no he's not and it's like this total return to that like screwball comedy of season three that we love so mm-hmm. much of like the early mm-hmm. season three when they kind of like it reminds this first part reminds like me so much of home movies or yeah uh-huh. or for to tango where it's just like them kind of arguing with each other but in a kind mm-hmm. of soft way yeah and at a certain point pacey like throws himself into the door and joey's like I okay know. let's not injure ourselves yeah, well, like <laughs> she's like she's like um you know don't panic because i have i have to read an entire book and he's like yeah this isn't my ideal situation either <laughs> yeah, like you yeah, know yeah. and then and then she she kind of takes that in, which I felt like was a really like indicative of like the calming, you know, nature that she he has on her. Like yeah. in the same way that we're last episode where Audrey's like, yeah, Dawson, I'm in rehab. Stop being selfish. It was yeah, kind of like yeah. a similar thing where Joey's like, I have a book to read. And Pacey's like, I don't want to be here either. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, oh, this right. isn't all about you. And she's yeah. like, you know, she she does take it. And that's when he slams himself into the door with his shoulder, which <laughs> is like, fair. Okay. I would yeah. do that too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try anything at this point. Ram. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so they're like, go back into the store to regroup. And like, I think at around this point is where we realized the episode might be all them. Where yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah. oh shit, yeah, yeah, because this would um, normally be a storyline break for sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. And so he like they- kind of comes up to her and he's like, "Okay, let's see. Have you been able to use the phone?" And she's like, "This phone isn't a real phone. It's an intercom." <laughs> like, yeah, which like also cracked me up. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, and he's like, "Well, where's your cell phone?" And she's like, "I in my purse." And he's like, "Great." And she's like, "I left it in the car." And I was like, "Is that?" Would Joey do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, but she thought there were going to be two seconds. So like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. And there, of course it's 2003. So there are still pay phones somewhere in this store in the yeah. back of the store. And so they go to do that. And like, you can tell Pacey's still like trying to make this date with that girl happen. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, still yeah. like, that's the goal. <laughs> like, yeah, we're getting we out of here. Get out of here and enough time for me to be back at that place in an hour. Yeah. For yeah. sure. 
And she, he's like, like, get up. Cause they're talking to the sheriff's department or the police department or something. And like, it's just really slow going. And he's like, just get off yeah. and call 911. And Joey's like, this <laughs> is not an emergency. Which like, honestly, I was like, it kind of is. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I, I get um, it. It's also another, like, you have to suspend disbelief and at least we get the line yeah. that we need to understand why. So, to be like, okay, there's a logic being employed. I don't know if I agree with the logic, but uh, <laughs> a logic is being employed. Yeah, totally. And he's like trying to be all noble. Like Pacey, he's like, well, I don't want you to miss that. You've got to read a book. Like, I don't want you to be lax in your studies. <laughs> and she's like, and then he's like, well, what book is it? And she says fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And like, I said this in our last Patreon episode, but I want to say it here, which is that I really wish these books connected to the themes of the episodes they got brought up in, like in a more like in a better way. I would have mm-hmm. loved it. I think it would have been great. Um, yeah. And Pacey and he like, is like, you're paying $35,000 a year to read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which like, like, honestly made me laugh. (laughs) Great point, Pacey. (laughs) Great point. Um, And like, she's just like on the phone, they're getting past like automated systems and like, yeah, it's just not going well. She asked for her, his jacket because she's cold. And he's like, what's this? And she's like a decorative jacket. (laughs) (laughs) And like he put, he wraps his coat around her so that their faces Mm -hmm. are very close for a second. It's Um, so It's like, (laughs) it's this show. This show sometimes really knows what it's doing. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And like, of course, like, so then she gives him the phone to like do things. And she's like, do you have gloves? And puts this, her hand in her, the pocket and there's condoms in it. Finds the condom. And she gets mad at him for it. I don't know. Like, well, she gets mad that they're stuck. They're now stuck here because he had to stop him by condoms. Yeah. And she's like, this is why, (laughs) like, I'm unhappy. (laughs) And like, I, like I'm saying, I do think this is a way in which they're shaming Pacey, you know, for being a slut. I can see that. I think because like, the whole episode, it like up until this point is about that, about like, oh, can you believe he's stopping for condoms? What a slut. They're trapped in there and it's all his fault. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like there, there, first of all, there is no fault here. Like it is no. the, it is the um, company of Kmart's <laughs> closing procedures fault that they're stuck in there, you know? And yeah. like, he, he kind of tries to back it up and be like, you had to pee. Like, you know, if we're going to yeah, place yeah. Like, you know whatever but like the show is supposed to be like oh it's all his fault and you're like what I don't know that's interesting <laughs> that's interesting I like I guess for me the way I read it was more like you couldn't have done this when you like left me off like after you left me off you couldn't have gone and got condoms like I somehow had to be involved in this like scenario that like that is where my head went but I I see your point too mm-hmm. um you know and like basically like at this point like Joey's pissed Pacey's getting ignored by the cops and like yeah. he's like can you call us back here's the number and like he gets hung up on like pretty quickly after the number is out of his mouth mm-hmm. and then Joe they like start to get into it she's like that girl at the party like that's what you're doing like yeah and she says you were on a date with me and you picked up some other girl and then she says with questionable fashion sense and the way she says it is perfection <laughs> perfection it's like season one joey um Uh and like pacey's like whoa 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 whoa." (laughs) we were not on a date (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, they're like, you know, she's like, my night is ruined. And she's like, I, he's like, this isn't what I wanted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I'm sorry. I ruined your booty call. And is like super pissed about that, which like, I, you know, mm-hmm. that I can concede your point that like, yeah. <laughs> she's very mad. And then he's just like, no, we're not going to talk about sex. Like, nope, yeah. nope, nope. We're not doing he's this. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> we're not doing it. And she's like, what? And he's like, the whole reason we're friends is because we don't under any circumstances talk about sex. He's like, it's a right. preventative measure. And yeah. she's like, what are you talking about? Like, she's totally stunned. And like, you know, as an audience member, you're like, what Joey? How are you stunned at this? Like, 100%, 100%. 100%. <laughs> well, and she, he's like, he's like, look, like, look at you right now. You're being so cool and calm and non-judgmental about this. Yeah. And like, I like, this is why I don't talk to you. Cause look at you, you're having a fucking meltdown, which like fair, yeah. very fair. Yeah. And, and she's kind of like, wait, so you're saying that we're good friends, but we can't talk about sex. Like that doesn't make any sense. And he says what we've been screaming at the TV for like three seasons. He's like, works uh-huh. for you and Dawson. <laughs> Which is just like mic drop. Mic I know. Drop. I, I mean, know. I mean, tr- and she, and then she, her face, Katie Holmes's face acting in this is pretty great. She's like, what? What? <laughs> and like he's yeah and so like he actually stands up for himself like I I kind of like that he stands up for himself like we see how much he's grown whereas like before when they were dating Pacey and Joey like he would be like I don't know I feel insecure about what's going on with you and Dawson and she'd be like what and he would like kind of back down because right you know he was like still insecure about what had gone down with the two of them but now he's like well is I mean, that look, statement untrue? Like, <laughs> right. I'm not going to let you gaslight totally. me like, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Which I, I kind totally. of liked. It, it was cool to see like his growth, to be honest, in, in terms of like their relationship. Totally. Totally. I agree with you. And he's like, look, like our friendship is built on the fact that we don't talk about sex. Then he says one of my favorite lines where he's like, I may be having it. You may be thinking about having yeah. it. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> and like she he, she's like but like if we're such good friends like why is there awkwardness about this topic and he finally brings up what we've been dying to get some fucking clarity I know on. yeah and he's like because we used to not be great good really like, really good friends we used to be more and like yeah. she's like but we're not <laughs> and like I mean, Joey, uh, you're beautiful moron. You absolute idiot. Like, my God. (laughs) But she's like, so as far as you're concerned, like, I slept with you and then, like, reversionized myself. And I was like, woof, woof. Joey's virginity is basically Michael Myers in this show. Seriously. I know. I totally agree with you. It never does. Wow. Wow. We have to bring that part up. You know, I was just Like, like, I was like, I'm sorry. You lost your virginity, what, two years ago? <laughs> no way in hell do you talk about it this much. I like, she re-lost her she had sex with Eddie. You lose your virginity every time, just like a few months ago, you know? So it's like, what are we talking about? But it's about like you started having sex two years ago. There's no way you talk this much about the first time you had sex. Like I know. at this point in your like sexual trajectory. Like mm-hmm. two years out, like, yeah, you might like tell someone the story at a party, but like 
not you're not like <laughs> you're not like having <laughs> a, having an in-depth discussion about it you're like that no. happened and now it's no. different yeah unless you've like joined the christian church or something you know <laughs> in that case good luck to you yeah. um so she's like you know so you just think i never slept with eddie or dawson and Pacey's like whoa whoa i whoa, don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, she does point out like, come on, Pacey, you slept with my roommate for an entire year. Right. Because he's like, he's like mad that she doesn't care that he like sleeps with women. And she's like, Uh what the fuck am I supposed to do? You slept with my roommate for a whole year. Like, I think we're past it, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, I I kind of think she's right. Like that, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I wish you guys had talked about this when she started, when Audrey started sleeping with Pacey, but like, I get that. Like now she's not as, you know, I I mean, I think they're both right, which is what always makes a good argument, obviously. And like, I think it's interesting to see how like Pacey's given thought to the boundaries of their relate, their friendship and Joey hasn't at all, you know? Um, And that she is like stunned to find out that they don't talk about sex, even though she participates in this relationship that they don't talk about sex. Right. Exactly. Cause like, you know, I mean, she's like mad cause she's like, you know, are you're saying we can only be friends if we lie to each other about our sex lives. And like, that's a, that's a big part of our lives. And like, you know, he's like, yeah, (laughs) basically. Yeah. But I guess I'm just kind of like, like, it's interesting. Has she talked about her sex life with Pacey? You know, now that there's a boundary flat out said out in the open, she's like, wait a minute. It can't be like that. Even though it already is like that, you know, that's like an interesting thing about her, you know? It, like the con- yeah. being confronted with the truth is always like confounding to her. Right. Right. She's, she's very unaware of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, and you know, he says like, do you, uh, do you seriously not understand this? And she's like, I don't get it. You're upset that I'm upset or that I'm not upset or I'm not upset enough. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like has this realization where she's like, we broke up, dude. Like, yeah, you know, was I supposed to spend my, my life being miserable about how it ended? And then Pacey is like, <laughs> I mean, you could have spent some time being miserable <laughs> about how it ended. And like, you know, he says this thing where he's like, I'm not asking for the lifetime you've devoted to feeling bad about Dawson, but like, Mm -hmm. and like, I'm so mixed about this. Cause like, I am with you on that. I hate that she kisses Dawson at the end of season four. I think it's a fucking mistake. Mm -hmm. I hate that it's the early season five is about her and Dawson. I also Mm -hmm. think that's a mistake that Mm -hmm. they go so quickly back into that Dawson and Joey, like pining slash shitty timing Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, Yeah. But to be fair to Joey in this moment, she was legit devastated at the end of season four. Mm -hmm. And like, even that episode Coda, like she talks about, like, you can tell that she's really sad still. Mm -hmm. And even when she sees him at the restaurant in Boston, like she's like, you can tell she still is sad about it Mm -hmm. and has feelings about it. So like, I I get that, like, he wasn't there to see a lot of that, but like, Mm I'm like, yeah. And from his point of view, all he saw was her just immediately jumping back into a relationship with Dawson as if like their relationship meant nothing to him. And then spending 18 months at this point, never discussing their relationship, you know? Right. And, and, he, I mean, and, he, 
And the whole and point, like I agree with you. Like he broke up with her was because a lot of it was because of Dawson because and of the Dawson. role he played in their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I definitely agree with you. Like we saw her be really sad, you know. But then, yeah, honestly, like it's the frustrating point we pointed out all season five. We saw her then act like they never even dated, which was so annoying, you know. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, but we saw her be devastated. Um, absolutely. And even even in Coda, when she kisses Dawson, it was like kind of fucked up because you're like, so you're kissing him because you're heartbroken over Pacey? Like, what's going on here? You know? Right. That's not. Um, great either yeah and like you know I think it's just like we're so thirsty for this conversation to actually happen like where she's like what's going on here and she asks follow-up questions which is like always my complaint about her so I just seeing that I'm like all right thank god Joey you know she's like what exactly are you mad about so I really appreciated that like you know and it's like I'm that's what I'm trying to say is that like you know, like in the last episode Pacey makes a safe space for her wherever they are you know and so he's they do have a safe space to talk about them and their feelings and everything. Um, oh, I have a whole, which is have cool a whole monologue to see. about that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I have later on in this episode, I'm going to say more about that, but like, I agree with you entirely. Um, yeah. And so and she's the thing that point, kind of upsets me though, is that like, instead of, and I understand it, I totally understand it, but it still made me frustrated with Joey's because she doesn't hear what he's saying. She just heard the word Dawson. And that's what, that's why I was so mad in the hundredth episode where she's like, I had a Dawson and it's like, it's a trigger word for all of them involved, you know? (laughs) Everyone in this show. You hear like, like I'm triggered by it. Like, you know, her saying I had a Dawson, you know? And so to like, and then to have it kind of be confirmed that even like the mention of Dawson when Joey and Pacey are like together in a room, that's all she can hear. It's like, well, that, why couldn't you understand what Pacey's saying? Like, I get it. I understand whatever, you know, no, that totally. episode's full of she- trash, but like, that's all she can hear. Right. Cause she's totally triggered. And she's like, listen, like, I can't win. This is unbelievable. Like, why don't you two do the math and figure out who fucking won? Like who yeah. had more sex, who was with who longer, like, and PS Pacey won both. Pacey bowl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, we're, if those are the <laughs> metrics, um, we're, we're doing it. And like Pacey's super on the money at this point. I mean, it's his fault a little bit for bringing up Dawson, but super on the mm-hmm. money is like, God forbid, I'm talking about just you and me. I know. And like, oh my God. That's what I'm saying is to watch him have the confidence to stand up for himself was like so awesome to me. I was like, right. yes, like, because that's totally. exactly what was happening in season four. And like, totally, we all know what happened or whatever, but like, you know, to see him being like, I'm talking about us, like, right now get back into this. Don't be triggered by Dawson. Like, you know, and like, yeah, he shouldn't have brought that up. Like, you know, and that's the thing is that like, there is always going to be that triggering word in their relationship and it's, they can't get it out of there because he is part of their life and a part of their story. So like, this is what they always fight about. And we're watching it even in this episode, them fight about the Dawson within their relationship, which is so compelling. Uh, totally particularly because they actually are engaging with it yeah 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 yeah, it's not just like this elephant in the room they actually are engaging Mm -hmm. with it and she's like she looks at him and she's like Pacey there is no you and me like we broke up and like she says you know and that kind of bummed me out because there is a they're friends there's friends yeah 
Yeah. And that's what they are actually talking about though. He's like, for us to be friends, we don't talk about sex. So they are talking about their friendship. I get it. And I know I would say that at the time or in that situation, I could see saying that because you're like, there is no you and me, but like, they're talking about their friendship. So they are talking about that. (laughs) No, totally. But also this show doesn't like it's romantic relationship above all else on this show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to get yeah, you and me can only mean too. yeah you and me can only mean romantic <laughs> yeah exactly and I mean the thing that I do like that she says is like I'm sorry I didn't dash myself into a thousand pieces when you broke up with me yeah like, yeah thank you for correcting that <laughs> I know yeah and she's like I'm sorry that your ego can't handle it and like you know she's just like I don't know why you want to go back down this road like we know is where we know where it ends and but she brought it up I know she wanted to go on that road look at (laughs) these two idiots cannot get their shit together she's like I don't know why you want to go on this road it's like you're the one who said we need to talk about this you made us go on this road you're skipping down this yellow brick road arm in arm right now and wondering why you're doing it um And he's just like cuts her off and is like, I know where it ends. Like, I don't need, you don't need to say it, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's like, why do you want to revisit something that's better left? And then gets cut off by the phone. Yeah. And like, you know, again, I think it's just like grasping at straws. Like it was good to watch them, like kind of bring these things up and rehash it. But like, I also felt like, again, I just want to know more about how she feels. Right. Right. Well, stay tuned. Um, So she's like, are, are we going to finish this? Or are you going to answer that? And Pacey just mm-hmm. goes, we could live for a thousand years and we would never finish this. And I was like, Oh, I know <laughs> <laughs> that's gut-wrenching, but I also know. like, I love this. I love that these two kind of feel like they're in a play right now. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. feels like a play. Like they're just in this room together, like hashing this out. It's so great. Yeah. 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 And so this phone call doesn't go well. There's freezing rains. The roads are messy. Like basically the cops are like, well, you're safe. And like you're surrounded by food and, and shelter. And so like, we're not coming right away again. And you're just this, like, yeah, they're like, like this no, podcast believes in defunding police. Defunding so. the police. I know. Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to help. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and like, also it feels untrue because the police will always have help the capitalists so like come right, on right <laughs> right exactly kmart woo-hoo. i know there's, yeah there's looters in kmart right now yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um so we get shots of joey like walking through the store and she's like digging in the books area for fear and loathing and pacey walks through electronics they're kind of like split up you know yeah and you know joey like finds bridget jones's diary and it's got this definitely and she has like a thought but what is her thought well definitely okay so first of all i have to note this just i'm so sorry to the production design team but it is very clear they like printed out a piece of paper that said now a major motion picture and taped it on the front of that book (laughs) it's so badly done sorry but it is oh is that what it is so we're supposed to remember that she it's supposed to trigger the memory that there's a movie available a fear and loathing yeah that's like not at all about like the book so this is not going to be helpful for her Agreed, agreed with you on that. Agreed with you on that. But so then like Pacey does this thing where he like <laughs> over the intercom is like, please come to the electronics department. <laughs> and, yeah. And he's hooked this whole thing up so that his face is on all the TVs. Yeah. And so we're going to get a grand like, gesture. We're going to get a classic Pacey grand gesture. 
totally because he's like look we're gonna be here for a while i think we should have a truth he admits that he was an ass and i'm like yes. like for what like i don't know what is that for are bringing we supposed up Dawson. To- i think it's for bringing oh Dawson i thought it was for, for the of- condoms no i thought oh interesting i thought it was for bringing up dawson and for like bringing up all of this like and mm. for pushing her on it but like maybe it was for the yeah because he didn't bring it up you know she was yeah. the one who wanted to talk about it but yeah well he did mention dawson first um mm-hmm. so how who but good question yeah um and he's like you know i'm an ass what you know actually you probably know that better than anyone which i mm-hmm. loved that and mm-hmm. he's like look let's just make the best of this like and he put pajamas behind her and he's he's like like, why don't we leave he's like I propose we leave the past in the past mm -hmm. you know which like obviously is like him reverting back to the coping mechanism for their friendship that he had already established like you know in season five or whatever but he doesn't need to rub it in that that's what he's doing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no of course and he's not and he's not no yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah And he's like, so, you know, in the, in the interest of like coming together, you can make me do one thing that I really don't want to do. Cause like, that's what this night started as is like, you did something for me that you really didn't want to do. Um, and you helped me and that's what friends do for each other, which is like a sweet, I like that. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's she, cool because they're like also talking about their friendship and what their friendship yeah. looks like and what they want their friendship to be, you know? Totally, totally. And he walks out and she's like, I already know what I want. And like, she doesn't change out of this dress and heels and is like pulls into the store and is like, here we are at the shaving area. Like, Mm. this is what I want. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Me shaving helps you in some way. (laughs) (laughs) And the music is super hilarious. Like, I don't know. It's very like the score is so funny. Yeah, yeah. And she hands, she's like, if I don't have to look at that fucking beard on your face, it's all good on my, <laughs> the hook yeah. for me. Um, and they like do this really funny, like this, they're just so funny. They like kind of circle around each other. And he's Ooh. like, after all we've been through, here we are. <laughs> and he's like, fine, I'm not going to do this without a, and he says fight and takes off running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And no joke, like, this looks fun as hell. They're, like, chasing each it other through the store. totally does. It looks like the best time ever. It totally, yeah, they go, totally. <laughs> they're, like, they do hiding. that, like, movie thing where, like, she's walking down an aisle and you watch him walk behind but, her. And, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> he, like, bumps into a rack while he's looking the other way. You know? Yeah, he's like, oh, God. <laughs> and then she, like, it's so funny because, like, she knocks over, like, a display of, like, car rims or something like that. And, like... She's like, oh, I'm hurt. I've caught myself. And he like totally knows she hasn't, but also is like, but like, if she I has not, yeah, I know, like, I, I know it's like the perfect move on her part. <laughs> and it's like that thing of like, it's fun and like, whatever. And like in an episode where there are other storylines, you don't get this definitely. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. like, but like, it also shows like, it's such a good showcase of like how well they know each other that mm-hmm. she's like, I know if you think I'm hurt, you're going to come. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you know I'm fucking with you. Like I know, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like she catches him and like (laughs) takes him to the bathroom to like to do the shaving. It's really it's yeah, exactly. If she has the shaving cream, like kind of uses as a gun, like backup, you know, or whatever. She's like, I'm gonna yeah, how much was that suit? (laughs) I'm gonna fucking cover it and shave it. Yeah. 
Um, and then she like in the bathroom, like she's changed into PJs and he's like, you know, we cannot do this. Like, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. He like, kind of has everything set up at the sink and he's looking into it. Like definitely, you know, we get the vibe. He definitely doesn't want to shave off his goatee. Yeah. And like, she's just kind of like, why are you being weird about this? Like it's a beard yeah. that grows back. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he tells her that like, he, it's kind of like ball players not changing their socks during a winning streak. Like the beard is kind of a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you think this beard is like, or this goatee is like making like this winning streak you're on is like, because of this thing on your face. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. And then she immediately, she's like, fine, don't shave it. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's stunned at that, which I found really interesting, you know? And she's yeah. kind of like, I'm not going to mess with superstition. Um, and he yeah. like, he honestly can't believe how easy that was, which I think is like also a growth woman on her part too, of like being less controlling over his life and the way she wants him to live it. Totally. And she just, she like says, I just wanted to see her face again. Like, is that a, mm-hmm. such a crime? And he's like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, this scene. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, like seeing her like understand his motivation is, uh, I like it. I like it. I, I do too. Yeah. And so then they play Battleship. Pacey beats her. And, I know, and they're um, like on tiny chairs and like on a tiny table. It's so cute. It's funny. And she's like, you know, can I ask you, like, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, he deflects at first and is like, are you? And she's like, yeah. well, like, yeah, I kind of am. And she says there's nothing spectacular in her life, but she feels like, you know, she always had this, uh, this idea that change was bad, but like, maybe mm-hmm. that's not true. And that she feels like maybe that's not true. And like, she's like, you know, whatever's coming might not be that bad. And it's the not knowing that might be the good part. Um, if it is, yeah. bad, you know. Yeah, exactly. Which I feel like totally stems from the demise of her relationship with Dawson. Yeah, that too. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I think like, well, because Pacey says, it sounds like what you're trying to say is that you really like that Eddie guy. Which I kind of was like, whoa, is that what she's trying to say? (laughs) Well, and Joey says that she did. I, yeah, it's funny. I that's a good point like is that what she was trying to say but also Mm -hmm. I think like what's so interesting is that like this Joey and where she is with Eddie right now Mm -hmm. is like kind of what we've been begging for from other characters right like we were talking about that with like Pacey and Audrey of like you can date and like you can love someone Mm -hmm. and like it can be like we know that this probably isn't like super long term like we're having so much fun right now and I really like care Mm -hmm. for this person but like you know, whatever. And like the Dawson and the same goals for our life, you know, and like whatever. And the Dawson and Natasha of it, you know, like, you know, him sort of learning this lesson of like, you can just be sleeping with someone and that's okay. Um, and like, this kind of feels like, like subtract the two times that like this show has forced Joey to say that she loves Eddie. (laughs) And like, this is kind of where we want her to be. Right. Like, Hey, I really liked that guy. You know, it didn't work, but like we had a good time and I really liked him. And like, but she and I'm okay. Say that <laughs> I'm okay now. But like yeah. she says, I really like that. She, you know, he's like, you really like that Eddie guy. And she's like, I did. And, but also is saying in the same, you know, paragraph or whatever, mm-hmm. like I, 
I'm actually good. Like I'm happy, mm-hmm. you know, my life, yeah, yeah. nothing in my life is like fucking, you know, I'm not like jumping on a boat to go sail off into the sunset with someone, mm-hmm. but also like, that's not bad. You know, right. that's not, that can't be all the time. So like, I really kind of like that. It's just like, I'm just pissed that we had to have those like other moments where it was like, no, Joey had fucked someone. So we must elevate this Must be one of the greatest loves of her life, you know? And that we have (laughs) to like infer that she's like, yeah, I I do miss him, but like, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. We broke up, you know? It still is left ambiguous as to like how she, like we know she likes him, like that is clear. But like, what else? Like, how does she feel about him being in LA and and gone and stuff like that? In my opinion, was left a little bit ambiguous. Well, totally. (laughs) The show is obsessed with doing with totally specifically with Joey. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, Pacey's like, she's like, you know, you didn't answer. And Pacey's like, how could I not be happy? You've seen my car. Mm -hmm. And like, she knows she's kind of like Pacey. Yeah. Um, And like, he's like, you know currently I have in my life everything I could want except for one thing and then we cut to him <laughs> making nachos to, which like he's not wrong man a man of the people a man of the people. seriously <laughs> and Joey's super grossed out which like I was like <laughs> does like, that you. check out <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know like kind of <laughs> um and she asked why he's always eating in key moments of their relationship and I was like and I also was like what is that a reference to I spent far too long trying to think about what that (laughs) meant when is he eating there's like uh, there's a couple of times where he's like shoving food in his mouth while they're having good moments but is he is there a, okay yeah i couldn't like remember i was two. like i don't know if i would like call him guzzling a can of soda but like okay <laughs> and like there's that one fight that they have at the in early for season four where they're like on the boat eating pizza oh right she brings it as like a peace offering yeah, she's like, like, it's like they're on the boat and she's like, oh, I got a job today. And he's like kind of pissy with her. But mm-hmm, I don't know if mm-hmm. I would call that a key moment. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so <laughs> he and he asks, is this a key moment in our relationship? Which I thought yeah. was really interesting. And she's like, well, it would have been if you would have let me shave your face. <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> is this you letting things die? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. also laughs so hard at. It's so good. And they have this like back and forth about the food that's around. And like, he's like, look, like we could eat all the candy we want. We like if we, you know, we won't run our teeth because there's toothbrushes here. Like there's everything yeah. you need in this Kmart. And I was like, yes. I know. And, and he she, like, he's like, he's like, I think I found my calling and he goes to fill up like her soda and she's like, what jerk? And he's like, yes. And she was like, Pacey, that was supposed to be a joke. And he's like, it wasn't fucking funny though, <laughs> which I also liked about it. Like him just being like, stop it. Like this narrative of like putting me down isn't funny. Right. Well, and also just like, you know, her, like him not giving in to her, like, um, you know, so many guys are like, oh my God, she's so great. And he's kind of like, whatever, that was not a funny joke. Like, But like, that's not a joke she would have made to Jack or a joke she would have made to Dotson. I guess, yeah. 
Um, I, I was a little annoyed that she makes a comment that the pretzels are probably from when she was a virgin. I know. And he's like, oh, the good old days. And I was just like, oh my God. Twice in one episode. Come on. Guys. Least favorite character, Joey's virginity. Let it go. (laughs) As my hero Adele Dazim would say, let it go. Um, so Paisley's like, he's like, um, He's well, like, what's so, yeah, next? he's all excited about the Kmart, right? And Joey's like, you know, oh, oh God, like, I know what we got to do. Bring popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want to take a moment here to just like say something about their chemistry as like both actors and characters. Mm-hmm. Cause like I was, ha- particularly in this scene, I was like, these are just two people hanging out. Like I was like watching it and I was like, I don't really have anything to write down. Cause they're just kind of like riffing off each other, which like mm-hmm. is so fun to watch these two, like, actors who really seem to like connect and also Mm -hmm. the these two characters like they're not even doing almost anything so far there's been like what one scene where they have like a really serious or two scenes where they have like actual conversations in this episode Mm -hmm. but I'm like hooked like I'm so in this I'm like excited like you know once they get past the argument like it's easy between them like Mm -hmm. they and they flip from like this kind of frivolity of like giving each other shit about like being a soda jerk or whatever, not making funny jokes. And then like honest, real friendship moments. And like, I think it's amazing. Like, I think this is just like, it's everything that we've been missing and it's why this episode works so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. And so they, we see that they've watched fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Right. And like, (laughs) that's what Joey's idea was. Yeah. Um, And she's like, I'm kind of stunned that the story wasn't about the American dream. (laughs) And Pacey is so spot on. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what's more American than bitter and victive rampant paranoia and gas guzzling caddies? And I was like, I mean, great question, my friend. Nothing more American. I mean, obviously he get he's the demographic that gets Hunter S, you know. (laughs) Yeah. S. Thompson. Um, And Joey's like, what, so well, what, what I am say? I supposed to say to Hudson when he picks on me? And I'm like, fucking drop this guy. I hate this guy. <laughs> I know. And Daisy's like, use the words postmodernism, postmodernist and subjectivity, and you're going to be great. And that made me laugh so hard. I was like, I know. I was the like, one, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> dead. I totally agree with you. Two, so spot on. Wow. It's so simple. Um, <laughs> And she's like, oh, I can see why you're so good at your job because you're so full of, and he's like, no, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> just amazing. I mean, and just like these two, he's like super amped. So he's like, let's go do something active. Like, I don't want to sit around. And yeah. she's like, I am not like letting you shoot hockey pucks at my head. I am not riding bikes around. <laughs> he's like, store. those were plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, but I have something that we can do. And then mm-hmm. um, we go over to like him being pushed in, through the rolling chair, through the store in a rolling chair. Mm-hmm. And she like, it's kind of like, we kind of like circle around what they're actually going to do. Cause she's like, this yeah. isn't going to hurt. Right. But and he's, and he's like, like, how can you make a promise like that when you've never done it before? And this line, I, it's seared in my mind and I fucking hate it. And she's like, yeah. I was good at sex though. And you're like, Joey's good at everything. Like, and also I just don't think she would say this. I agree. I agree. Again, the Michael Myers of Dawson's Creek is Joey's virginity. 
Yeah. Or her rela- and also die. her relationship with sex, you know, like this right. whole episode has kind of been about her relationship with sex and how she is judgmental of, you know, Pacey for having a one night stand yeah. and like that he's going to buy condoms is kind of a weird thing for her in whatever ways yeah. it is, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that like, you know, they can't talk about sex. And she's like, what do you mean we can't talk about sex, even though we've never seen her talk about sex. So it's like also on her, you know, and, th- and then all of a sudden she's like, I was good at sex. And you're like, uh, what? Like whiplash <laughs> over here. <laughs> like you can talk about the fact that you've had sex. The two of you have had sex with each other. And like, I but, guess, but out maybe? of nowhere like they totally, it's kind totally. Of, like it's like i don't know so why weird yeah. why yeah, is she yeah. saying that you know and it, it to me it just because i'm so triggered by the like joey is good at everything that's what it feels like to yeah, me I, uh, yeah 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 well and also like you know this like equating of like i mean in a way the equating of the intimacy of them having sex for the first time and the intimacy of what's about to happen i don't like hate because like there is such an intimacy between them mm-hmm. in this scene, like in the scene that we're about to get into. Um, yeah. And like, no, I agree. And like, I like that she's able to talk about sex with him, but this is, she kind of mentioned something like this to Eddie and it was yeah. kind of, I felt the same way where it's like, what does that mean? Do you enjoy right. having it? Like, you know, it's more about like the, the, yeah. that's the thing is like, she says, she <laughs> says I'm good at it. And you're like, but like, what does that mean to you? Do you enjoy it? Or like, are you just, did you get an A at it? Or like, you know, did you well, make him come? Like- is that what you're saying? Like <laughs> yeah, what's happening yeah. here? Like, it's like a weird way to frame it um, in a way that doesn't oh, totally. really like feel like agency over her, her sexuality, sexuality or her sex life. I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. And like, I get that there are parameters about what they can talk about. Like they can't be like Joey Potter has a mouth like a Hoover, like, you know, on Mm -hmm. a WB show or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. they can't do that. But like, but at the same time, you can talk about it in a way that feels more like, um, yeah, yeah, with her, her having having ownership over it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like being an active participation in what happened we, it, yeah it. i had fun other Did than, you have fun like it other seemed than like we were i fun. was good at it and you're like, yeah yeah what does that mean i don't know i mean yeah. i guess i'm also triggered by the the word good in dawson's creek dawson's such a good guy it's like right. oh god like we're so making good at this sex. moral as well okay we're yeah. putting a moral aspect to this okay but like right. i do agree i like that she is able to talk to him about this, you know? And he, when she says that to him, like, I was good at sex though. He's like, mm, like, cause he has put a boundary down and he has, and he has now stated it verbally. So he kind of wants her to respect it. Yeah. He absolutely has a boundary up where he's just mm-hmm. like, and cause she looks at a- him and she's like, sorry, we're not like, nope sore subject we're not talking about this and yeah like, exactly which i do like that she then mm-hmm. like immediately like respects his boundary yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. respects is a better word than seed julia jesus christ <laughs> um so she's like you know well you could do this yourself if you're worried that i'm gonna hurt you and he's like no 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 we've i can't do it and like she she sets him up to shave him and then they basically have a conversation about safe words which i was like all right that's great <laughs> I'll take this. <laughs> um, and like um, one Twitter, I will say someone on Twitter said that they love the song that whatever this shit song that's on here was replaced by. Um, uh-huh. So it was, it's called Juliet by Vanessa Dow. I, I can't find it um, mm. anywhere that I can put it in, but 
just an FYI that like, I think it was Eric on Twitter really loves that song. Mm. Um, and he linked to the scene, the YouTube of the scene with the actual song. If you want to go to our Twitter, it's on there. Um, so uh, anyway, so we get Joey. She's oh, like, we get this super intimate scene between them so where intimate. she's like putting shaving cream on him and shaving him. And it's like, well, it's so fucking hot. And she's like sitting in his lap, like her legs. I know, are and he has her, his hand on her leg and her like, thighs, oh yeah. God, it's like so sexy. <laughs> it is, super is. It super is. You're like Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and Ghost, Joey and Casey in this. I know. <laughs> and I was like, how did they shoot this? Were they really shaving him? No, I I can tell you. I'll tell you uh-huh. how they did it. Um. So first. So when he has the actual goatee, um, at first she's like, she's not really cutting. Like you never see the scissors cut his beard. Uh-huh. So someone else cut it at some point while they were shooting. And then, um, and then she puts shaving cream on him. But if mm-hmm. you watch when we cut to her actually shaving him, there's no hair. So he has already okay. been shaved yeah. and that, that razor doesn't have a blade in it. Um, yeah, yeah, which is, yeah. This is how they do shaving scenes. It's um, yeah, it's you know movie magic, um, but it's like so intimate and lovely and like and yeah, when she slathers him with cream, she's sort of like at first is really gentle and then he's like, you can just put it on, it's okay, and she like kind of slaps <laughs> it on his face, but like very, yeah, very tenderly, um, mm-hmm. and like at one point she like maybe nicks his chin and she like kisses her finger and like puts it to his chin. Yeah, and, like, it's just really it's so sweet. Like uh-huh. they're so sweet. He's so patient with her. She's like tender with him. And like, you know, I mean, cause um, obviously it's symbolic of her doing something to him that could hurt him, you know? Yeah. And like her having to understand that, like, that is what could happen. Like she could hurt him, you know? And yeah. like, but they're still like, as long as they trust each other and respect each other's boundaries and like, that might that could not happen she could not hurt him you know yeah well and the, just the look she gives him like at the end when she wipes the shaving cream off of him is like she gives him this look that's just like so endearing and precious mm-hmm. and she's like hello chin like she like yeah. loves it and and pacey says he wasn't gone and joey's like well it kind of seemed like it and i was like this seems fascinating well i agree because like I felt like in the last episode, one thing I was excited about was that he was ex- like he was explaining to her how he felt about losing himself, you know, in his job. And she was kind of stunned, like, really? I, I don't see it like that, you know? So this kind of felt again like a turn in the same way what they've done with Joey Potter's character in the whole of season six, where like one episode she'll say one thing and the next episode she'll say a totally number th- a different thing, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that. I think there is a little bit of that going on. What I read from it was like, he's been worried about this. And she mm-hmm. last week saw that he was worried, took the time to say how proud she was of him mm-hmm. and like how he was doing. But here, the way she just, it's so soft, the way she's kind, she's like, I, there are differences that I've mm-hmm. noticed, right? She's not necessarily saying, I think you're a terrible guy. I think mm-hmm. this is terrible. And she's not saying that in either instance, but mm-hmm. she is kind of being like, there's differences. And it's like not judgy or sarcastic. It's not walls up Joey that we often see. It's like mm-hmm. this soft Joey that I feel like we've only 
ever seen with Pacey. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like Dawson does not bring this part out of her. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, and so I kind of like, like I noticed it too. I noticed that like, oh, she, it feels like she said something totally different, but then I was like watching it and I was like, actually, it feels like she gave, she gave him the, like, the, like, you know, answer he needed right then. And, and the answer was not, she wasn't being fake, but she, mm-hmm. it was maybe a little more nuanced, but she could maybe tell that he couldn't take all that right now. Mm-hmm. And this is her kind of softly handing him nuance right. and being like, I'm not, I'm not mad. I don't think mm-hmm. you're changing for the worse. Like, but there are differences. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and like, I have to say at this point, cause we are in like real close. Yeah. He is so handsome. I and know. Like, oh my God. I was like, way, God, they like do a just shot of his face. That's him supposed to be looking at Joey, but it feels like he's looking at you as you're watching it. And you're like, Oh my God, I've got full body chills. Holy well, shit. And, and my note was like the way he looks at her when she's telling him this it's mm-hmm. like he was a little bit gone. Like he's just like, you can see him just lose himself in her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so too much. I can't, yeah. I can't. <laughs> and then they like kiss and you're like he screaming. He leans in like, and kisses her. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember screaming. Oh I remember God. being like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Because we were like watching this. I remember us watching this scene and being like, look at how close they are. Oh, my God, look at them. And it's actually, I think we didn't say anything. I think we were screaming internally until the kiss. I know. Like, I think we were like fucking dead silent on. Like, Like, well, yeah, because you're like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Like, oh, my God, it is so hot. It's such a sexy scene. Oh, my God. Oh, and like she's kind of confused. Like yeah, after so the, it, the it cuts ends. to a commercial, it cuts yeah. to a commercial, and then we come back and they kind of break away from their kiss, and she her eyes are still closed, like contemplating what happened, yeah, and he yeah. has this like comp like this smile on his face where he's excited, but he's also like, oh god, you jury's know? out now, yeah, exactly, yeah, and she's and like, he, what? She's stunned, you know, um, and he's and like, like, what um, was that? Yeah, and he says, you know how you said you were willing to be surprised by the future. Well, first he says, I don't know, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, fuck me. I was like, when he says, you know, when you were willing to, you you wanted to be surprised by the future. And then he says, surprise. I was like, oh my God, I am immediately in season four. When she told him her future lay with him, Uh lie, lay, I cannot conjugate that verb. So sorry. (laughs) Um, And like, here we are the future and we're calling it back, whether intentional or not, this is a perfect Mm -hmm. callback. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my God. And Joey's like, you don't seem surprised about this. Yeah. And and like, he's just like, I mean, I wanted to kiss you since I saw you in that outfit. In that outfit. And she looks down at her pajamas. He's like, not that one. I mean, that one's cute, <laughs> but like, you know, since yeah. that other one. <laughs> and she's like, wait, you wanted to kiss me all night? Even when you were yelling at me. And he's like, well, kind of, especially when I was yelling at you. <laughs> Which like, I know a couple of weeks ago, we were mad that Eddie was like, you're hot when you're angry. I don't mm. know why this is different for me that like, mm. he's like, I even wanted to, like, I maybe wanted to kiss you mm-hmm. more when you were yelling at me. Like, it mm-hmm. feels different. It feels less um, leery. Right. You know, um, I mean, not Dawson I, leering. Yeah, it's 
it's one of those things where like, I actually was like, I don't like this, but because Joey's character is so angry, I think it's one of those things where he knows where her anger comes from. So he finds it endearing. Whereas with Eddie, it felt like he, he was, um, he, his goals was to make her angry, not to like (laughs) that he knew where her anger was coming from. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good distinction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, and he, I thought that too, where I was like, Oh God, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, um, I don't as particular like it, even with Pacey, but it, I agree yeah. that it definitely, but Josh Jackson does know Eddie. how to deliver a bad line. That's I good know. Him, so. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, um, even when you were flirting with that other girl and he's like, yeah. And he, and she's like, I don't, he's like, it's just something that's always there. Yeah. And she's, like, she's like, is this a new development? And he's like, no. No. And and then he compares it. He compares it to white noise, the secret service or the threat of nuclear war. And I was like, romance. This is romance. <laughs> well, I do want to point out that she's like, can you explain that? Like she actually yeah. asked him for a follow up question, which yeah. like, again, is something we don't normally see from her, but something we do see from her with Pacey, where she's like, right. I don't understand. I need to know more information about this. Whereas her tendencies normally is to like make assumptions that are usually wildly incorrect. Totally. And, you and know, that's he, when he says that about the white noise and everything. Yeah. And he's like, you know, um, I just like, I've been feeling more than friendly towards you lately. And she's like, and you express that by picking a fight with me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I don't know why I did that. And she's like, well, what, what do you know? Like, which again, like, you know, she's Mm -hmm. following up with these questions. Mm -hmm. And then he says this line, he says, you and I were one of the few things, perhaps the only thing that ever made total and complete sense in my life. Uh. Bitch, I am on the ground. (laughs) On the ground. The way he is speaking to her, the way he's looking at her, like he's confused, but open and listening. And like, she's confused, but open and listening. And Mm -hmm. like, I just... (sighs) It's so good. It's like everything you've wanted to hear from him, you know, because like we keep saying, like he broke up with her, like as much as we need to hear how she feels about the demise of a relationship, we need to hear how he feels too, you know? Right. And like right. what went down in his mind and in, in his head, like, you know, and like yeah. how, like, I feel like we walk away from what we've heard so far, understanding how he was able to date Audrey, because he, in his opinion, Joey just completely moved on from him and acted like, he was nothing, you know? Right. Um, and so he was like, okay, well, you know, I can move on as well. It, it's still shaky, obviously, but like, sure. I feel like there's a, a lot more standing um, there from what happened in seasons five and six. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. And and like, she kind of goes in and she's like, you know, we fought constantly. And he's like, I know it. Don't I know it? And she's yeah. like, there are real reasons we didn't work. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, in this moment, I wish she could say what they were. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And cause she's like, you know, my life is right where I want it. And he's like, I know. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, I honestly don't know what to say. And she says that she's flattered, confused and stunned. Yeah. Um, and he asks her like, do you wish I hadn't said anything? And she's like, no, which Mm -hmm. the way she says, (sighs) no, I mean, 
well, the way he says, you wish I didn't say anything like, yeah. I don't know, it's so sweet, honestly. <laughs> like, is this too much to have brought up and like put your, you know, put turmoil on you? Yeah. So and sweet. she's like, she's like, no, can I, I just like want to sleep on it. And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. And here's mm-hmm. the thing, like with just a few exceptions, every time Joss Dawson or Joey has opened up and like said a truth to the other, whether mm-hmm. convenient or inconvenient, the two of them throw up their defenses very quickly. Yeah. They Joey. don't hear, they don't hear each other and what was said and they immediately, immediately get their defensive. defenses and like kind of counter attack in this way that's like very hard to watch. I agree. And, and so I watching this scene, I was thinking like, what if this was her and Dawson locked in a Kmart and he admitted this to her, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and she said, can I sleep on this? Like Mm -hmm. what would happen? Like, I don't think this is how it would go down. (laughs) No, I I know Dawson would be like, why are you doing this to me? Right. Like, I, I mean, we there's a part of me that's like, I don't that even want to speculate that like what exactly would happen, but it's not going to go down like this. Let me tell you right now. And, yeah. and like it, with Pacey, she's like, she's allowed this space to not know things right away. She's mm-hmm. allowed the space to treat like without the threat of their friendship ending, you mm-hmm. know, she's allowed, if she says no, if she says it's not going to work, it's not that he won't be sad or he won't be hurt, but it's not going to, their friendship is not going to crumble over it. And like, I just think that like, I was really thinking about like, you know, cause we've said a million times, like we get notes all the time about Dawson and like, you know, why, why do we hate Dawson so much? And this Mm -hmm. kind of doesn't even have to do with Dawson. This is more about why we love Pacey so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But like this, this softness and this space that he provides, like is what I think a lot of people and, and I will say particularly women react to in this relationship right Mm -hmm. like I I think that like and this is like maybe a little broader than Dawson's Creek but like the world in general is so hard like how the world functions is so hard and is so like it's violent to all of us all the time Mm -hmm. and it's been that way for so long that I think we like lose our collective shit when people are soft with us Mm -hmm. and soft with each other and I think like Like, this isn't new. Like, I think I was thinking about like Pride and Prejudice, right? Like I was thinking like romance novels and I was thinking like the reason why you love Pride and Prejudice, not you personally, but you, the royal you, um, is like Mr. Darcy reveals this softness towards Elizabeth particularly. And like, we watch it and we watch this care and this love. And in the same way, like Pacey is so soft with her and allows her so much safe space. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, that's all, I think that's all, everyone wants is like to be allowed to have softness and safe space. And I think so many of us have had relationships like Dawson and Joey and possibly are still in relationships like Dawson Mm -hmm. and Joey, and nobody is judging you if you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's like, it's easy to fall into something like that because like you have feelings for another person, but like feelings don't equal comfort. Mm-hmm. and feelings don't equal softness and feelings don't equal safe places to land. And like, I think and that like history doesn't equal either of those things either. And history doesn't equal those things either. And like, I think that like, it's so it's hard to find people who will be gentle with you. And when you do, I think it's so like <laughs> freeing um, yeah. and so lovely. And I think that like, watching Pacey give Joey safe space and 
to her credit, watching her give it back to him. I know. Um, yeah. You know, because he, she agreed that she wants him to be honest with her at all times, you know? And like, yeah. obviously that's why the fight, even though I complained about it, but the fight about her being like, what do you mean? You can't talk to me about sex. It, it, that's why she was so triggered by it because she's like, I want to have a relationship where you can tell me how you're feeling, right. you know, even though like, that's part of her journey to make that space on her own. Um, totally. and I think to compare it to the Dawson and Joey, or maybe the whole, like, you know, inciting incident of the show or the impetus for the show is that like, what it was special or like one of the driving narratives of Dawson's Creek when it launched was like the fact that there was, you know, in the heteronormative world, how weird is it that two best friends are a guy and a girl, you know? And like, that's what has been like a kind of through line of the show of like every Joey should have a Dawson. When then you see this actual friendship that truly is complicated, the Pacey and Joey, they have a very complicated history and a very complicated, you know, friendship and relationship. But what is defined as complicated is the Dawson and Joey, because what what it's actually corrupt their relationship because they can't be honest. They can't, you know, create these spaces for each other. So they're like, everything's complicated. And you're like, actually, it's not. It's very clear. You both love each other, but you're wrong for each other. And you don't know how to be friends, but you want to be friends. And then we see this other relationship where it's like, you both want to be friends and you try really hard to be friends and you're friends. <laughs> well, and, and the thing that complicates the Pacey Joey relationship is like, do you have other feelings for that person? And if so, where do you put them or what do you do with them? Um, yeah. And the timing, when the timing is not right and like still allow each other to be whole functioning people um, as you navigate a friendship that maybe has more romantic feelings somewhere. Yeah. I mean, the complicatedness is the exact same thing. It's the exact same storytelling, you know, but like the way it manifests itself is like, you know, one's just healthier and one is totally toxic. Totally. Um, So we go to the camping section. They're on Mm -hmm. air mattresses all set up to sleep. And Joey's like asking, like, did you put the stuff back? Like, you know, and she's like, did you, she like starts asking him again. And he's like, if you say, did I take out the trash? Like, I'm going to know what it's going to be like to make me married to you. And she's like, and, and he's like, not pretty, not pretty. (laughs) And then they have this lovely scene where she's like, she like is like, did you know that this was a dream come true? And he's like, he's like, which part? And she says all of it on the floor. I'm on the fucking floor again, guys. I'm on the floor. Are you kidding me? And they turn to face each other from their like separate mattresses. And Uh she like tells him, she like lets him in. She's like, you know, she's like, when when we were on the boat and I was like, is this the first time since they've broken up that they've talked about being on the boat together? I feel like there was like a brief throwaway mention of that. Well, like we obviously like talk about the five. stars, like in season five, she's like, you can't see the stars. Like, and that's like a alluding to their time on the boat, but like, oh, yeah. No. Early season six, he says something about their summer together, like mm. the first episode or oh, something. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Right, you're right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but you're right that like very little has been mentioned. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite Gretchen Witter, but it's, yeah. You know. <laughs> the anti-McPhee situation (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um and she's like you know I dreamt that we would be cast away somewhere like on a tropical island and we would like wear no clothes and splash in the surf all day and at night like 
the moon would always be full and paisley like sinks in as like i like this fantasy like i'm in like i'll I'll catch (laughs) fish with my bare hands and like build a fire without matches and he's like, she's, she's like, like I'm building the fire <laughs> yeah I paid attention in science class and he's like I mean fair 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 <laughs> and Joey's like you know I didn't tell you because that's not a, that's like embarrassing it's not original and she's like and and Pacey says to her like you know you were right about one thing though and she's like you know like what's that and he says there's a thousand reasons why we never worked we would never work. And she just looks right at him and she's like, but there's one thing in the pro column. (laughs) And And he's like, what? And she crawls over and kisses him. And like, you know, I just, obviously I'm me and I'm like, but no, but what is the one thing? Well, that, that she wants him. Mm. That's how I, that's what I thought the answer was like, cause it felt the thing in the pro column is that I want you. This yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Similar to the season five finale, where it's like I realized why I kissed you, and then she just kisses him again, and I was like, "Wait, what does that mean?" (laughs) (laughs) I mean, great point. That's not that's not an unfair point. I I felt like the thing is, is that I want you. Yeah, like that's the that's the that's the thing that works, and you know. she's like well this doesn't mean exactly what you think it means and he's like well what like what does it mean then and thank god someone asked a follow-up question again I and she says that she's cold (laughs) and he like wraps her in his arms and in a blanket and she's Uh like I'm still thinking about it yeah and then she says and this is where I maybe this is where I get what she's feeling in the kiss part from but she Mm -hmm. says I miss you pace and the way she says pace I was just like I know (laughs) And she like snuggles into him and he just holds her so close. And he's like, I miss you too. And like, just dear God in heaven, these two, like, I, know. I just, I know. I, and I have to, at this point mention their physicality. Cause we see so much of it right here. Yeah. Like he has his arms wrapped around her. She like grabs his like finger behind her. Like, like he's like hugging her and her hand is on his, his hand is on her shoulder. And she like grabs his finger to be like, kind of like, right here buddy is like where i need you and then Mm -hmm. like he like gently puts his leg over hers when they kiss and it's just these like little things and i know like that doesn't like whatever they're actors but like the way that they touch and hold each other like you feel this like realistic relationship with them Mm -hmm. like you feel how much they love each other and so like and i feel like anytime dawson and joey touch i'm like what as this like, I know. brother and sister duo. Really. I know. Like, what is I totally right agree here? with you. <laughs> I know. You know. No, it's, it's so like, hot. She and was fine like, with Eddie. She was fine with Eddie, yeah. but like, you know, not like this, where it's just like, I want every bit of you touching me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I can feel that coming from both of them, you know. Right. Yeah, I know. I totally it's agree. Like, yeah. Yeah. And obviously like seeing them together, you're like, oh my God, they're so hot. And like, you know, (laughs) like I I do agree, like there are a thousand reasons why they didn't work, you know? And I also think there's more than one that why they could obviously. Um, but like seeing them together, you get like all the feelings of like, oh God, like, (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yeah. And so we, the next morning, like Pacey wakes up and the kid who was like nodding at him in the, in the condom aisle, is like here. I just also like I felt for this kid. I was like, you had to close and open. Yeah, you had to close that it. Sucks. God, that's so God. brutal. That's <laughs> no brutal. wonder he ran out of there without checking the bathroom. 
Yeah, that's why he didn't count out the drawer. He's like, I'll do it yeah, in the morning. I'll do it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And like Pacey like gently wake tries to wake up Joe. He's like, Joe, Joe. And she's like, no. Five, five more minutes. minutes. And he starts like freaking out like in a stoner like, way that the manager is going to be so pissed off. And yeah, like, yeah. At you? Like, I guess yeah, maybe that you. does can Maybe that does confirm that he didn't do all the closing stuff. <laughs> yeah, at you for leaving these people in a store. And and then like they get up and like the kids like looks at Joey like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like to Pacey, he's like, is this your girlfriend? And Joey's like, no, we just sleep together sometimes. Which is oh great. my God, it's so funny. I, I love when she does that, when she like amps up Pacey. <laughs> And the kid's like, mind is blown. He's like, very nice. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, And then we go to the checkout and Pacey and Joey are like back in last night's clothes and they're being rung up for the things that they need to buy. I was mm-hmm. like, you guys are such good citizens. I would have left I totally DVD. agree. <laughs> I, I know. I completely razors. agree with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe the clothes, but probably not. Um. I am, and I'm just going to say that I'm in full support of stealing from corporations. You absolutely should. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so <laughs> they're stealing from you more than you're stealing from them. Let's just say yeah, that. Exactly. Um, so Pacey like pays for everything and Joey's like, oh, I'll give you money in the car. And he's like, no, no, small price to pay for a dream come true. And I mean, oh my God, are you serious? Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just oh ruin it for everyone else, God. <laughs> My God. Like done. <laughs> and like this checker's like well i hope you found everything you're looking for and then pacey just like philosophical pacey is like well we didn't get everything we got what we needed yeah but like which is (laughs) maybe even more important in the spiritual sense because if you found everything you were looking for well like you wouldn't wake up tomorrow like yeah (laughs) there'd be no reason yeah (laughs) joey's just like this guy i don't know (laughs) which is like (laughs) such like a you know what the audience needs to hear of like look you're not going to get all the answers in this episode because why would you come back next week (laughs) Mm -hmm. totally and joey's like i want you to know that i'm going to write a letter to the like corporate about this because this store is perfect don't change well the the way she says it's kind of it's like very karen for a second i want you to know i'm gonna write a letter to the corporate and the cashier is like oh my god why and she's like this (laughs) store is perfect and and the cashier is like who what is happening here you know (laughs) joey does say you didn't mention it but joey does kind of say when pacey says that she says to the cashier he escaped from an an asylum you know a mental institution or something like that you know and you're like (laughs) well we were in a different place um not that someone wouldn't make that joke now but yeah. Um, but they leave to go home and like at you, we watch them kind of bicker. Like Jane's like, you're not gonna carry these bags. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And like, you know, they bicker. She's like, Am I gonna drive home? Like, you're like, we drive your car. He's like, No. And nope. like, and like they, yeah, we watch them walk out. It's I mean, what a fucking delight. I totally agree with you. It's a it's knockout so of an episode. It's so good. You still get all the chills. Like, I don't know. Every time they kiss for the first time, it's like full body chills, you know? Yeah. And this yeah, is like, a, you know, them kissing for the first time again. And you're just like, oh my God, that scene where they, he, she shaves so sexy. Who knew? 
It's so intimate. Shaving another person could be that sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially, it's just funny because we had to get that like terrible kiss scene with the, you know, you know, um, kiss with Eddie and Joey where the camera like pans around them and you're like what the (laughs) fuck is happening or even the Joey and Dawson sex scene that lasts too long and neither of them can just bring it just bring it come on bring it like you know like we don't like you're having a good time (laughs) yeah like it's like we've seen Joey be sexy We, we Dawson wasn't like sexy but he wasn't as bad when he has sex with you know Jen like yeah it's just like, how can a shaving scene be like one of the sexiest things we've seen all season? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And like, usually I miss Jen and Jack when they're not in an episode, but I was like, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, peeps. I miss no one. I'm so glad about this. Yeah. Like, like it's like, because their storylines right now, are, I don't care about, right, <laughs> you know, right, I, right. I hate CJ and I like David, but the show is not going to tell me the story I want to hear with Jack. So I'm like, uh-huh. I'm not going to get a bro. I don't want to see a bro hug after I just saw yeah, a really sexy shaving scene, you know? Right. And like, it's no shade to Kerr Smith. Cause I actually think he's a really good actor, but, and like, you know, obviously it was the times, but you're like, I mean, Josh Jackson and Katie Holmes made a shaving scene so good. Like you could make a side hug. You could do something with that, you know, but like, I get it. I get it. I also get it too, you know, but yeah, I I agree. They definitely weren't missed. I mean, obviously Dawson's all alone and I don't care about what's happening with him. (laughs) So he's rarely missed in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The less of him, the better. No, it's just, um, it's a knockout of an episode. I mean, writing, directing, acting, it's mm-hmm. perfect. It's so good. Yeah. Um, we finally got so much stuff that we've been waiting for. We, I think, I think what's great too, is like, we really see the two of them and how much they've changed, particularly towards mm-hmm. each other. I totally you agree know, with you. That yeah. like, no, I felt like that, that like, was so stark this time watching it was seeing how Pacey's like, no, I'm going to be firm. I like, you could see how far he's moved and his shame and guilt mm. about Dawson, you know, and like mm-hmm. guilt and shame is such a thing you have to work through and you can see how he has. And he's like, no, I was just talking about us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. And seeing him be more strong about that, um, was so interesting to me. And you're like, oh, maybe they can work this time because um, that was obviously one of the main reasons why they broke up was the the Dawson of it all and not knowing how to navigate it. Right. And, and I think, I mean, if you look at them in season four, I think like maybe not at the very beginning, like the first maybe four or five episodes, like they have less of, of like barriers up around them. But like, as we go through season four, their barriers start to go up around each other, right? Mm Because they're fighting about the same things over and over again. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh God, like, and I get that. I, you know, I think we've all had moments in relationships that like feel like that. And Mm -hmm. like when you're 16, that's hard to work through, you know? I mean, when you're 35, it's hard to work through, but like when you're 16, it's near impossible to work through. Mm -hmm. And like, and I think that like, um, I I think that like watching them sort of like, like I was saying, allow each other this space, allow each other this softness, allow each other this, this area to sort of be like, like, he's not, there's not a threat behind him kissing her Mm -hmm. of like, it's either this or nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not a threat behind, and there's not like, for her, I think a threat of like, 
you've kissed me and now it's either this mm-hmm. or nothing, all right? Like nothing. it's yeah. all in or all out. It's like, no, okay. You're having these feelings. Like let's like, we're two mature adult people who love each other dearly. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out where that love is residing right now. And like, I, we're kind of in it together. You know, I mean, that's the thing about them is that they're like, okay, you're having these changing feelings. We're going to be in this together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, what's so like special about their relationship and their friendship of like, you're allowed to, you're allowed to have changing feelings and like, yeah, sure. Like if she's like, I don't want this, I can't do this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, is he going to maybe have to take a little bit of time to like get through it? Yeah. But like, she knows he's going to be there still. Right. Exactly. And like, I don't know, I guess seeing her be able to like ask follow-up questions, which is something I've like so infrequently seen of her. It's right. it's just so telling that like she cares about her feelings, but she also cares about his feelings and his well-being, you know? And like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. I, I like watching that out of her because it that's what we're told the character of Joey is like, you know, that she's mm-hmm mean and angry but she like deeply deeply cares about her friends and like has this like Mm -hmm. ride or die for them and like you know we don't always see that out of her and much similar to the way we're told who the character of Dawson is and we never see that acted out but we do see that character with Pacey um so it's so dynamic to watch and like you know we keep saying their chemistry is phenomenal so (laughs) I'm like let's get more of this let's get more (laughs) yeah So who are you rooting for? Pacey and Joey. I know. Gosh. Gosh. I mean, we're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. It feels like season three Seriously. all over again. I'm rooting for Pacey and Joey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> those two kids can figure it out. Yeah, because we actually see proper growth between them. So you're like, mm-hmm. now's the chance, you know? And I think yeah. that we also like see that Joey does have unfinished business with him, has unresolved feelings towards him, um, you know, and like, we can understand like how badly he hurt her. And so she doesn't entirely trust him in a relationship capacity. Um, And like, that's totally fair because like, you know, he was really fucked up to her when they broke up without a doubt. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I just think, you know, I'm glad that they allowed them this space um, and acknowledge that this relationship was a really big deal. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, it's one of those things where you can so clearly tell that this was written after they knew season six was the last season. So yeah. they're like, OK, we need to really like revisit, at least answer some questions. And like, you know, as we've heard from people that were on like television without pity and stuff like that, it was so out in the open of like, why are they acting like this relationship didn't happen and wasn't real and like, wasn't so special and like, wasn't an actual true love. So to finally get that acknowledgement is so good. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, for our listener corner, this is from Sarah. Y'all, I think I may like clean and sober better than castaways, which feels like sacrilegious to type. Um, I mean, I love castaways, but honestly, Katie Holmes' portrayal of Joey in season five and six is the reason I think I may have come to this recent conclusion. I remember either of y'all or a listener a listener brought up that she kind of turned into the quote cool girl. 
I just can't. Paired with the fact that they are feeding the audience the running narrative that Joey is perfect and can do no wrong, even while she's doing fucked up shit, just makes her character fall as flat as a paper doll, which is what I actually think they're trying to make her, to be honest. Paired Mm. with how I swear Katie Holmes is making her voice higher and acting weird and like trying to be sassy, but missing Mm. the mark. Like, Mm. what is that? Um, especially in castaways, please let me know if you notice this as well. Um, the story is there and perfect. And the love of my life, Pacey forever and ever Joshua Jackson fucking kills it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's so hot. I just can't. And Mm -hmm. Joey is sitting there next to him. Like, no, (laughs) it's so disappointing because imagine if we had, um, season two or three acting portrayal of Joey instead of in this episode, that would be magic. Maybe clean and sober works because we get drunk Joey and we don't have to see Joey be so fucking weird. We get the quote, she killed a girl with champagne line. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) I mean, I mean, a fucking one for the ages. (laughs) I know. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And we get Pacey taking care of her and the kiss. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I just thought I'd share my thoughts. Great thoughts, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Sarah? Yeah. Yes. Um, So I do agree with you that there's like a voice that Katie Holmes starts Mm -hmm. putting on that's very cutesy and Mm -hmm. that like rubs me the wrong way. And she does it a few times in Castaways. I actually think in Castaways, she does it much less than she does it in certain other episodes. I I Um, agree with you. But like, I, but I hear what you're saying and she does it zero in clean and sober. So Mm -hmm. fine. I, I, I hear that 100%. Um, I mean, it's, that's a hard, I I think for me, the thing that works so well about castaways is it's just the two of them Mm -hmm. and we get so much of them and it's not just Katie Holmes. Um, like it's the both of them together. And I think Mm -hmm. Josh Jackson brings out the best in her acting and in her Mm -hmm. sort of like performance and her portrayal um and so and I think but I think what I love about clean and sober is like she gets to be a little bit different so like she kind of you see her let loose and you Mm -hmm. see like Katie Holmes let loose right that Mm -hmm. she's not being perfect Joey Potter right she gets to be a little bit different messy yeah messy Mm -hmm. yes messy I mean we love you guys know we love mess so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even compare the two. I, I think clean and sober is so good because it feels like they're in college. They're at a party. Some people are getting drunk. Some people are fighting. Some people are having sex, you know, and yeah. then then we get Dawson and Audrey and hijinks over in LA, which also like works in this other way. And it's funny. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, it's such a good episode. I think this episode is so good because like we keep saying, like the, the chemistry is sensational and you get like full, like, I think I don't get full body chills when Joey drunkenly kisses Pacey at the end of clean and sober, you're still like excited and amped, but like, you know, when Pacey kisses her, when they're after she shaves him, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, as you I know. said, on the floor, like, yes. I'm on the <laughs> like floor. holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I just, because like for me personally that my biggest complaint is that we don't get real feelings you know and so in this one we do and so it's Mm -hmm. hard I agree that I found myself more annoyed with Joey than I typically have been when I watch this episode um because 
her because we've been if you just watch this episode without watching the whole of season six you're like in it but because her character changes from episode to episode and what she's feeling I Mm -hmm. was like wait a minute that's not what she said two episodes ago so it kind of takes you out of it um versus if you just watch it and you're in and you don't have those like contradictions it's super good um so as a result I felt like this time watching it it was less enjoyable, but I, I still ultimately think I like it better than clean and sober. I don't know if I would do a, like, just sit down and watch clean and sober and nothing else, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but I would do a, just sit down and watch castaways and like nothing else, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, if you've got 45 minutes and you want your fix, this is the one, you know, yes. yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> this one's going to do it for you. But yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with the voice that Katie Holmes does. And like, I know we oscillate back and forth and people say I'm too mean about Katie Holmes, but I I do think she makes some choices that are like, not great, you know? And like it, like any TV show and like what we always are trying to get at with art and artists ultimately is that it is a collaborative effort. So it's like, it's not just Katie Holmes. It's also the writing. It's also the director. It's also the storytelling. It's so much at play here. Um, so, and it's easy to blame everything on Katie Holmes while some things are her fault. Um, you know, on the other hand, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, you know? And I think just because we've seen the character of Joey change so much and then from episode to episode and we've seen the greatness of her character and then the like kind of demise of it in you know the final seasons it it kind of feels Mm -hmm. frustrating and so I don't know I I feel like maybe I take it out on Katie Holmes too much I'm like we could have had so much better (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um but the baby voices when I'm like it's her it's her it's Katie Holmes (laughs) you know like what is that choice (laughs) that's a I mean I, I don't know that I can explain the choice I feel like it's I mean there's a part of me that's like is that what like we were witnessing happening like with Mm -hmm. other people too like I can't really tell like this was like peak like Paris Hilton Nicole Richie kind of like era Mm -hmm. you know is it that like this was like whatever I I have no idea that voice Mm -hmm. is it is jarring and it is Mm -hmm like nails on a chalkboard um yeah like it, it's hard for me too and uh, like yeah you know and I I have much more like sort of space for Joey than, mm-hmm. than you do but yeah. but still it's like that voice is really hard to bear um and I and ever I notice every time she does it um, I know and like and it's I'm her like, singing voice too it's yeah. why I like especially yeah. hate her singing voice because it's like yeah she totally. sings in her worst voice <laughs> right so it's not, it's not that we are not noticing that. I mean, I haven't brought it up much. Cause like, I don't, I kind of don't know what to say about it other than like, mm-hmm. I know. You know, like, and I feel like you guys maybe deserve more nuanced commentary than me just being like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 why, but, uh, but I do notice it. And I did notice it in castaways, you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the moments that she did it. Yeah. Um, But in terms of Joey, not like having Pacey right there and like kind of not knowing what to do with it. Like, I don't know, like I, it would be so hard to forgive someone for breaking up with you in like such a way like that, you know, it'd be so hard. It it would hard, hard to feel safe thinking, opening your heart to a relationship like that. Um, you know, and also 
also i think that there's something to be said about a relationship like this like she knows what this is like right she knows that like like when her and dawson sleep together mm-hmm. like she is fully like that's not like oh like we really like each other and we fucked and like we'll see where this goes like mm-hmm. that's not that is not the narrative if they if the two of those people fuck right like the narrative is if we're if we fuck even once it is like on like donkey kong like yeah we are, we are know, like, like pre-engaged you know we are in a serious relationship mm-hmm. and i and i mean i think the same with pacey right like right what what she is has to weigh out is like do i want a serious romantic relationship with this person right now because for them there's no like casually dating each other right if they do it they're in a serious relationship and like mm-hmm. That I, I get that. I get that you have to mm-hmm. think about that and think about if you're ready for that. And and also, I mean, I think she's not a stupid person. I think she loves Pacey dearly and is mm-hmm. like, I don't, I also like don't want it to be like, I like, is this the right time for us to do this? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't get into it, but like, what are her feelings about Eddie? Like, is she like, well, I still kind of like I couldn't commit. I'm still to getting over being- it exactly yeah Yeah, exactly um and and I think like to me that's really interesting and like her being like it's not that I don't have those feelings mm -hmm. it's that I don't know if I can do the relationship Mm -hmm. you know because that's the thing and that's it's not only is it time consuming but it's like you have to be there you have to be ready for that you know exactly yeah and like, and also, I mean, I think, and and this is giving Joey the benefit of the doubt. And I, I would like to give Joey the benefit of the doubt here that like, I think she knows, like, I mean, I think she knows that Pacey is the love of her life. Like, mm-hmm. I think she knows that so far in her life, Pacey is the love of her life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think she, I think that means that like, who knows if she still holds a candle for like, maybe someday we can make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that hasn't been explicitly sort of like brought out, but, but there's a part of me that's like, I can see her being like, I, what I don't want to happen is for us to try this and still not be ready and then really fuck it up. Yeah. Cause obviously that's, or not obviously I personally think that's how she feels about what happened with Dawson, where she was like, Oh, we tried it too early. you know, he's yeah, exactly. We weren't in the right place in the right time, you know? And like, I missed the chance to have a go at the love of my life, you know? And I do mm-hmm. think she's like reestablishing what that means, you know, obviously, sure. but, um, you know, it would be really hard to be like, okay, I'm 1920 and I'm like considering to embark on like a real serious relationship with someone I have real history with. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be hard to do that at that time for sure. Um, at least at this time, there's less stakes there. There's less like, it changes everything, which like, you know, does indicate that it's a, a different time, but still they're so young. So totally. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Sarah continues. I also wanted to contribute to your arts and art and artist discussion. I am the stage at same age as y'all and our characters, uh, class of 2001, holla. Um, oh. 
So I grew up in a time where we just watched whatever was on TV. In middle school and high school, I watched a ton of Roseanne and the Cosby show reruns. In those days, both of these shows were in syndication at the all times of the day. Mm-hmm. And I came to love both of them and watch each series watch each series through countless times. Obviously, both Barr and Cosby are problematic to say the least. I don't have either on DVD or anything. So even if I watched them, I couldn't. If I wanted to watch them, I couldn't. However, I'm I'm unsure if I would boycott Roseanne, but I definitely will will not watch the Cosby show ever again. Barr's viewpoints and things she has tweeted been quoted as saying are abhorrent, and I feel like maybe I wouldn't watch, but maybe I would, depending. And if I did watch, I'd be able to separate Barr from the character she plays. And I'm not comparing apples to apples here. Cosby's offenses make me sick to my stomach, and I have actually had to mourn the fact that I will never be able to watch the Cosby show again, which is something that I enjoyed so much as a teen. Cosby mm-hmm. character wasn't a standout, but rather it was Felicia Rashad's character, Claire. Mm-hmm. I'm also very upset that about the fact that Rashad and various other cast members are defending him. Mm-hmm. I think even to current day, but I haven't read up on it recently. Thinking about yeah. that makes me <laughs> so fucked up. And Lisa Bonet was like very vocal, even in the past about him being fucked up to her. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. But thinking about it makes me sick to my stuff. Watching We Need to Talk About Cosby was a real hard watch for me. It was really triggering. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's something I've been thinking about with the conversations y'all have been having on your pod. I will 100% boycott The Cosby Show, but perhaps maybe okay rewatching Roseanne and divorcing the artist from the art in that scenario because of the, quote, severity of their offenses. The -hmm. fact that I am a woman and drugging, raping, and manipulation by other men and men in power really hits super close to home for me. Is it bad that I'm admitting that I'm not 100% no to rewatching Roseanne? Is that because I'm a white woman with privilege and not a part of the groups Tabar has exhibited racism and bigotry towards? And does that make me complicit and almost just as bad as she is? And like, does it matter at all if I do or don't watch either? And what about all the other problematic artists, um, fine artists, musicians, and other actors that I still consume their art and may not have thought about at all? I don't know. It's just an interesting topic, and I'm happy that you've all brought it up. Well, uh, thank you. I'm glad um, that you guys are getting something out of this, and you know, I'm loving hearing your opinions about things. Um, I will say I'm back on the road traveling for work, um, mm-hmm. and I watch a lot of Roseanne. Uh, it's still in syndication, mm-hmm. and um, it's oftentimes on hotel uh, mm-hmm. channels. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, if it's on, I'll usually leave it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, Cosby is not in syndication anymore. It's been pulled from mm-hmm. all of it, so um so i you know there's not like a choice in the matter uh for that one but um but i hear you and and um i mean listen i am not the person who gets to like pass down judgment on what it means that you're gonna like watch one and not the other and i honestly don't know that that matters like Mm -hmm. and and by that what i mean is like I think you get to decide for yourself which ones you feel comfortable with. I think that uneasy feeling that we're all feeling when we engage with certain texts, whether it is going back and watching the Cosby show or watching Roseanne 
I, I mean, you cannot, those shows have made the marks that they made and mm-hmm. you can't erase those marks. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and they, and I mean that in like a, both a macro and a micro sense, they've made their marks on all of us that, you know, lived through the time period that they were airing in. I mean, Darlene on Roseanne was like a, a root character for me. I, you know, mm-hmm. Sarah Gilbert yeah. for me, I, I mean, I love her, but like, I, I loved Darlene. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, Lori Metcalf you know, is so funny to me. Lori <laughs> Metcalf, the scene where Lori Metcalf is screaming that their dad's dead into the phone. Um, and like to some like person, like one of their aunts or something that can't hear. And she's like, dead, dead, dead. I, it is one of the funniest scenes in television history. It is so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, and I think that the same with Cosby, like, the Cosby show, it, it is, you cannot overstate how important that show is um, mm-hmm. in the history of television. And mm-hmm. it's never not going to be important in the history of television. It was important at the time. Um, and it was important to so many people. And it really, really, really moved the conversation about Blackness in this country. And, and you know, the, it, it did. It just did do that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that, like, I think that what we're really grappling with is our own individual, like where is our comfort and like the, the sadness. And like I was saying last week, the heartbreak in having to renegotiate things that happened, you know, in the past Mm -hmm. and having to renegotiate how our feelings about a certain thing are. Um, And I think that there's, I think that there's such a, there's such an unease about that. And there's such a heartbreak to that. And there's such a, it's so hard to like, look at a thing that, that you feel like shaped you and Mm -hmm. say, here's where it failed. Mm -hmm. I think that there can be excitement about that. And I think that there can also be sadness in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like the Cosby show is like the hard pass for me because <laughs> like yeah. even she says it, it's triggering for her, Sarah, you know, and I like yeah, I for me, it. it's one of those things where if someone tells me, oh, that's triggering, I thank them for their, you know, bravery and stand in saying that because that's not, a, not everyone feels comfortable doing that. And then I mm-hmm. just eliminate it just so people don't have to say it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I said, the way I feel about Michael Jackson, I've had multiple tell me they don't feel comfortable hearing that music. So it's just like, I don't listen to that music. I'm not, you know, I don't think everyone has to out themselves, um, you know, totally. in order to feel safe. Um, the Roseanne, I agree, it's super complicated. I just mostly am like, I've said, you know, continuously, um, is that like, it's more about like what takes up space in your life for me. And like, I love Lori Metcalf and she's recently popped up on that show hacks. And I was like, see, mm-hmm. I'm getting my fix right here. You know, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I'm like, I can have, and you still feel the nostalgia. Like whenever I see Lori Metcalf in anything, I'm like mm-hmm. Jackie from Roseanne. You know? yeah, Jackie. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I still get the nostalgia without the other taint, the tainted components, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's how I personally navigate it. Um, uh, 
but it's hard. I I think it's one of the, there's those ones that are, are the gray areas in the sense where it's like not a hard line, like, you know, yeah. Bill Bill Cosby Cosby raped like hundreds of women. Right. Yeah. He's a convicted criminal, you know, just because it was overturned on a technicality doesn't mean he wasn't convicted of raping people, which every woman knows is the, one of the hardest conviction to actually secure. You have to be real, real criminal to be convicted of rape in America. So when we hear that someone has been convicted of rape, we know what that really means, you know? So it's like, nah, 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 you know? Um, and I, for me, my favorite character on Cosby show was always Lisa Bonet. And Mm -hmm. so even at the time, I remember it kind of being like, she got fired and like whatever. And it was like a weird controlling thing that I was like, I don't know, but me and my cousins would definitely watch a lot of his specials and laugh our asses off. You know, I remember like getting them from the video store. Um, so he, you know, Bill Cosby without a doubt left a mark on, you know, on my childhood, but you know, that being said, yeah. it's like, no way, not going to do that. Not, not engaging in that. Right. Um, and the other ones that are, become gray when it's like, you know, is it a total boycott of the whole show? You know, like how much was Roseanne Barr, like completely creative control in the same way that Bill Cosby was over the Cosby show. Um, totally. And I think, but I think also like, you know, I, I actually have an ongoing, I don't, I wouldn't call it a fight. It's a discussion with a friend of mine who thinks that like, it is a tragedy that the new Roseanne, like that she got kicked off mm-hmm. um, because like his, his opinion is basically that like this, there is not a lot of shit for working class people out there. And this mm-hmm. show, I mean, it premiered at like 30 million people watched the premiere of that new, the new iteration of Roseanne mm-hmm. and like you and, and, and the pro column of like this new iteration was like, they did bring some of the conversations up, you know, to mm-hmm. modernity in like, you know, I think, is it DJ that his kid is trans or something like, or like mm-hmm. is playing with gender one of the one of the kids of Roseanne's kids is like playing with gender and Mm -hmm. she like goes to a school I guess in one episode I have not seen any of this so I'm just this is all Mm -hmm. I I might be wrong but like I think this is what happens like that like he, he the the kid the little kid um kind of gets I don't know if bullied is the right word or like whatever kids are giving him a hard time or not him them a hard time um and Roseanne like goes and stands up for Mm-hmm. her grandchild and is like mm-hmm. no you will not do this and like even though maybe she Roseanne herself has some problems with it like at home like you know in public she is like totally there and standing up mm-hmm. um and and I think like and my friend's argument is like doesn't doesn't the the population that like is disengaging from television altogether don't they need to see stuff like this Mm -hmm. and there's a part of me that's like I think that's an interesting argument I mean what she said on Twitter is fucking appalling and like I do think it was the right move for her to get fired but like there are other programs where and things now where I'm like I I like that some shows like the big like network television shows are like showing queer representation and like having interracial relationships and like mm-hmm. you know and and discussing race and what it means and they're discussing you know like mm-hmm. um they're actually are addressing things you know in a way and I think that like 
Roseanne had that sort of legacy. I, I mean, and Co Cosby did too, although I don't know. I can't, I can't totally speak to Cosby's legacy because I, well, um, it spoke to a different narrative, you know, Roseanne yeah. created a narrative about, you know, working class families that are white and Bill Cosby interjected everyone's TV with the idea that like, there aren't all black, aren't welfare queens as much as Ronald Reagan would want you to think that, you know, right. there is the, like, they're, it's an, they're Americans, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And look at this family just doing family things and like, yeah, you know, white successful. America, yeah, white America seeing this like black family that just had problems and like dealt with them every week was but like, also was like huge. successful and rich and professionals in a way that wasn't commonly told. Um, right. You know, I it's like I understand your friend's argument, but it's like, well, there's this prevailing idea that democracy is free from oppression. And it's like, well, <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> um, so just because most people are watching it doesn't mean that like then someone shitty should take up space at the expense of other people telling those stories, you know? Yeah. And I guess that, I think that's my argument, but like, but also like, I'm like, I get that like this got a lot of eyeballs. And so mm -hmm. it's like, what does that mean? And, and, you know, I, and I mean, it is unheard of for a show to get 30 million viewers, like mm -hmm. the top shows on TV right now get like 10, maybe eight, yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah. So. But are we really trusting Netflix figures? <laughs> no, I mean, on reported by, I meant on network. Television. Oh yeah. 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 But it was on like CBS wasn't or something. Roseanne on 30, 30 million. You said. Yeah. Roseanne was on ABC and it's there. It was 30 million. And I would the say new, the new iteration wasn't on ABC. Mm -hmm. Was it? It was yeah. on ABC. Oh, I, think so. I thought um, it was on Netflix. No, no, no. It was on ABC. Um, it, it, it premiered and had real Nielsen ratings. And so, mm -hmm. you know, most shows now, like the biggest shows on TV, which are those like crime dramas, like mm -hmm. they're like 10, eight, 10 million a, a week. Mm -hmm. um, and so a show like Roseanne and who knows, uh, you know, who knows where those ratings would have gone. I, I, I feel like there's so many other factors that are, mm -hmm. is hard to like talk about, but like, but like, uh, I think there is a question about like, how do we get the most people like, <sighs> hang on, let me backtrack. <laughs> I look at something like the will and grace factor of like approving gay marriage, right? That there is actually a factor that like, because will and grace was such a huge show, it actually changed the opinions of people in America about gay people because once a week, gay people came into their living room and mm -hmm. like, and like, there is like quantitative data that shows where like the, the idea, like American ideals moved when Will and Grace became the big hit it was. Mm -hmm. And so there's this part of me that's like, I don't discount television's ability to change minds and to make people more open. I think all fiction does that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that is the point of fiction. Um, however, I do think, and this is the conversation we're having is it's like, when you're looking back when you're looking back at shows that have already aired, that have already come out, I think you can, I look at Will and Grace now and I'm like, God, this feels dated, but also mm -hmm. it was important. Mm -hmm. And it gets to be both of those things. And so like, and so there's an added layer with things like Roseanne, with things like Cosby, where it's like, this was very important. 
And there's like a whole, there's a whole thing you have to kind of reckon with in order to even watch it. And, and I, I agree for me, Cosby is a step too far. It's hard to watch him do anything. It's hard to watch him be on screen in front of you. Um, Mm -hmm. and especially uh, since we know at the time he was making that show, he was a serial raping women. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah and and I don't know I don't know as much about Roseanne you know it feels like she's always been a provocateur and right now the way to be a provocateur is to be racist and that's Mm -hmm. fucked and I think she shouldn't have a platform and I'm glad she lost you know her show and I think that was the right call I agree but also I understand like how do we get idea new ideas in front of people as those windows start to close like Mm -hmm. um I think that's an interesting conundrum. And I, I don't think that putting Roseanne on TV is the answer, but I also am like, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Well, it's just like if the story, cause the show went on without her. So it's like, if the story right. couldn't be told without her, then it's like, okay. I don't know. That but the ratings went down when she, when she hard left to imagine. You know. uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's hard to know. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening and being here. Um, thank you, Sarah, for your email. Uh, yeah. We finally got to hear Castaway. So exciting. <laughs> so, I know. I know you were all waiting for it. Back in the good episodes and there's just nothing better than seeing Pacey and Joey on our screens. And we got a whole mm. episode of it. So that was Amen. so, so, so exciting. Yeah. Um, Amen. We hope you all are staying safe, you know, protecting yourself. Uh, special shout out to our teachers and parents of college kids out there. Mm. Tough time to be alive. Um, mm-hmm. We hope you all are registered to vote. I know it's exhausting to just think that's your only thing you can do. And it, that is really corrupt, but it is one thing you can do. So make sure you're registered to vote. Um, the elections are coming up in a lot of places, mm-hmm. including California. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know what a wild time to be alive. Um, black lives matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate, um, honor our treaties. Water is life. We stand with all movements that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions. They work against the working class. Um, Abortion is pro-life, Medicare for all, um, universal background checks, uh, Mm -hmm. ban assault rifles, um, Mm -hmm. pay our teachers more money. I mean, I can't reiterate defunding the police enough. Like we all- I think that's been made clear. The yeah. police will not save you and is not helpful. So why do they get like 40 to 50% of a city's budget? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. Uh, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Uh, for Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we have a Patreon. <laughs> We're watching some fun episodes over there. Patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. Um, and as always, you can order a book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. 
let's shout out to uh i've been thinking and i i like don't know which ones i've said already so i'm just gonna <laughs> say pages bookstore in manhattan beach california i'm sorry if i've said it already but they're a good one to shout out again um you can order our book there uh or pick up a book that's not ours but we would love it if you ordered ours um, yeah <laughs> um uh please like a subscribe write a review wherever it is you get your your uh, podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate it. Helps us immensely when you do that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pesty1079. We'd like to thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a great week. We hope we did castaways right for you. And uh, we'll see you next week. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to go right